Welcome to episode 29 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast, you rat bastards. It is I, the man who got expelled from the old school, Chris Barcella. I hear the God of Thunder rumbling. The 10th wonder of the world, Justin Strem, and joining us for the first time, the man so cool, Trip McNeely, signed his yearbook. Brian Fredrickson is in the house. Brian, welcome. Thanks for having me. God of Thunder, Hellfire? Hey, how's it going? Well, you know. What I, what's happening? Not much. I know you, you're playing the zuts me, so that's why I'm on my guard. I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, no shit. Hello, you scream like a little girl. We're breaking down how Game 7 of the Celtics Bucks is going to go. Oh, uh, wait, sorry. <laughs> a lot of possibilities there. <laughs> the next year. Yeah. That's another topic for another podcast. The five-game blow-a-season podcast. Many, With many. Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. My leg! The latest twist on that was Kyrie's been in very, very close contact with Lakers people about going there. Wow. It came mm. out today. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Have fun being Enjoy. LeBron's bitch again. Yeah, he's a second man again. Well, I'm sure you never thought you'd hear that on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> but as I said, it is episode 29. The... Fantasy booking on the road to WrestleMania 36, changes you'd make, booking ideas, kind of left it wide open this week, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like we're going to have a lot of different things to say. I might just interject, though, it's is wrestling related. Okay. If, uh, if you mention Ronda Rousey, I'm going to punch you in your dick. <laughs> no. no, I was going to say, if there are any fans of the big show out there, you can catch him on the TV series... Happy. You love Happy. Oh, Which Chris Maloney from Law and Order SVU. And the big show. That's what's, great. What's that on? In Puppets. It's on Sci-Fi or Vice or Flunk or Plop or one of those weird channels. <laughs> what channel is it on? I don't know. You watch the goddamn thing. I have no idea what anything is on. For That's show. wonderful. All right, well, turn on your TV and just start pressing buttons until you see the big show and Chris Maloney. Happy. Mm-hmm. It's on, yeah, Fuzz or Plop or Blink or one of those weird channels past the Sci-Fi Network. Sci-Fi. Oh, th- thank you, Brian. It's on Sci-Fi, channel 680, if you have uh, Verizon Fios. Wow. Yeah, fun fact, I guess. We're off to a rollicking start here. Yeah, yeah, the hey, we, can we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we get off topic so much on the show, and uh, it's probably going to happen a lot more. But as I said, book, fantasy booking to WrestleMania 36. Before we get to that, next week's Money in the Bank. They've got ten matches booked in, like, I care about maybe four of them. So we'll just run through it real quick. Tony Nese defending the Cruiserweight title against Arya Davari. That'll be on the kickoff show, because that's what they do with the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Shane McMahon versus The Miz again in a steel cage match. Stop me if you hear something interesting. Hey, Dominic's going to turn on Ray. That's my prediction. I have been wow. hoping for that. Like that that would make me so happy. How old is Dominic, by the way? Too, too young to get in the ring, or is he ready? Um, he's probably pushing 18. I don't know, Ray okay. started when he was like 14. Right. But... that will just get me in trouble if I go any further. And I mean, Shane and The Miz will... Take each other's asses. It'll be fun. I mean, the feud is kind of played at this point. But. Right. 
Well, you lot. can't escape now, Justin, because it's a cage. That's <laughs> true. Until he goes over to the ref and says, can you open the door, please? Or <laughs> they just climb it. But right. um, Elias versus Roman Reigns. I could care less about that match. Yeah. The women's Obviously. Money in the Bank ladder match. Natalia, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, and Bailey. Wow. Yeah. Um, Let's just say that that match might factor into my uh, list. Today. Okay. Okay. Cool. Then um, we won't talk predictions until it comes up on your list because the same goes. Oh, what I what I want to happen versus what I think is going to happen is not one and the same. Okay. So. so um, which one's on your list? What you want to happen or what you think's going to happen? Uh, what I want to happen. So what do you think is going to happen? I think Mandy Rose is going to win. Okay. I, uh, I wouldn't mind. Mandy. Yeah. I think they actually... Mandy was one of the two names that popped out to me. Uh, Dana Brooke, based on her ovation, her surprising ovation at WrestleMania, they might run with it. And she wasn't even supposed to be in the match, right? So they've right. been like known to book on the fly and right. just make changes, but... The thing with Money in the Bank is like it's it, this is the one match that you can really set the course of how the, the major titles are going to go. So you would think they would have a plan. Yeah. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. <laughs> hey. Well, Sasha was supposed to be in the match, but then she right. took her purple hair and went home. Mm-hmm. Good riddance. Go call Snoop Dogg. Um, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. This one could either be really fun or it could be really terrible. It's going to be really terrible if two out of the eight uh, contestants win uh, that would be Braun Strowman and Randy Orton the other six I find is perfectly acceptable winners that could get pushed up into a spot uh, Ricochet um, um, Finn Balor Ali Drew McIntyre Andrade and the first lady of Ten Count Wrestling's favorite wrestler Baron Corbin yes <laughs> oh does Stephanie hate Baron Corbin I'm gonna go for Corbin then I think that they somebody loves him. Well, a lot of people him. love him. Your fiance hates him. Yeah, yeah. I and Steph, him. I love you, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best dressed wrestler on the he roster. He certainly is. Yeah. He really gotten comfortable with his gimmick too. That's it. You can tell. Yeah, and you can tell Triple H likes him. If you watch the Hall of Fame this year, you know Triple yeah. H's the big fan. Right, so right. that only helps. <laughs> SmackDown Live Women's Championship: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Round 482. Um, I I mean, this could go 11 different ways. Becky's either walking out of Money in the Bank with two belts or no belts. Either she's going to lose a match and get cashed in on in the other, Mm -hmm. or she's going to find a way to win both. You don't think she's going to split? I think she's going to split. Well, at least that's what I would have bet on. I mean, you're more plugged in than I am. But my, my thought is that Charlotte's ready to carry a title, yeah. right? They give her a title, and then... Or... Or she loses... I, I think she only loses one. I could see her losing to Lacey, too, because you want to build up somebody. She's got the women's right, darling. Right. But, I don't know. She's also a little green, so I don't know if they're willing to give the title to her right away. Yeah, they have been, like... She's quick. a goddamn marine. <laughs> they're quick to, like... Particularly on the in the women's division, like, if anybody shows some promise, they throw the title on them right away. Maybe they're trying to get away from that, but I, I kind of agree. The whole, the whole two belts thing kind of muddies the water and, and plugs the uh, pipeline a bit, so I think she's going to lose one. Lose one? Yeah. Which do you think she's more likely to lose? Does Charlotte become a 97-time champion, or does Lacey 
win the title only to get cashed in on. I mean, it well, could go 11 different ways, well, so I don't want to spoil anybody's right, stuff. Which show do you think she has more to do on, right? So should we keep that belt? So that, I would guess Raw. Okay. Yeah, there seems to be a lot, I don't know, the split of talent. There seems to be, they moved a lot of mm-hmm. superstars over to SmackDown, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, can wildcard them every day yeah, or something, whatever the hell that means. I, know. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Anywho. WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Um, my Something in my top three mm-hmm. relies heavily on this match. Okay. So I will not comment further on that match. And then in the, what's going to be the match of the night, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles one-on-one mm-hmm. for the Universal Championship. That's gonna be, I think that's going to be a really good match. I'm looking forward to that one. But the day after, because no one's going to watch Money in the Bank next Sunday. Everyone's gonna watch the Dragon Show, right? Because it's the last episode ever. I'll watch Money in the Bank. I never watched Game of Thrones. I'm like the. I mean, I'll I'll watch the one percent. I'll I'll watch the first two hours of Money in the Bank, and I'll pause, and then I'll watch Jamie Lannister just kill everybody. I'm like, awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back to Money in the Bank and go to sleep at like three o'clock. I thought this was the top ten Game of Thrones characters who would be good wrestlers. (laughs) Oh, well, if you want to do that. Arya Stark would be awesome in the ladies' women's division. The um, Tyrion Lannister could rule 205 live. Um, if he were still alive, Joffrey would do great in NXT. Spoiler. <laughs> he died in, like, season four. <laughs> that was, like, 11 years ago, the no, way they do their episodes. Right, so. Right. so that's so wait, money. Are you, are you ever planning to watch it? Or you... I'll probably watch it in, like, five years. Yeah, like, when, when I don't know any of the names anymore. Right. Like I did with Breaking Bad. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah you, you want to wait. The problem is is that they're going to have all these spin-off shows, so it's yeah. not going to die in the public consciousness. That's a good point. You know, if we did a Game of Thrones podcast, Pete's favorite thing that I do in episodes would happen a lot. Dead. Oh, yes. D-E-A-D. D-E-A-D, dead. Moving on. Um, on this date, yesterday, May 10th, 1999, Owen Hart pinned Kurt Angle. In a one-on-one match taped before uh, Shotgun Saturday Night Taping. Wow. I just thought that was pretty cool. A match we never got to see on television, but it happened. Yeah. Owen Hart and Kurt Angle Did 20 years ago. Did on television? No. Um, unfortunately, two weeks later, Owen would have a very bad day. And Kurt wouldn't get called up to TV for another couple of months after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can I jump in there? Because I... Please? I, I heard a story this week that JR posted that I never knew. Oh. About um, about Sting coming down from the rafters around the same time, and uh, Chris is doing the J. It's hard to drink a Miller Lite when you do the JR. Right, and and, um, so Jr. asked Sting about it, and Sting actually, after it happened, he called Brett and asked Brett if he uh, if he minded if he still did the entrance. That's cool. Which was a very, I thought, uh, professional way to go about it. No, that's very cool. That is interesting. You know, I always thought mm-hmm. about, you know, the way they did it um, and the way Owen did it, and it was a bit different. Yeah. Because um, Owen came down like... Almost flying, right? Yeah, almost flying. Where Sting came down yeah. like he was doing a pencil into a swimming pool. Yeah. Which, I mean, either way, right. if the harness snaps, you're, you're DEAD. Right, right. Or your legs are shattered. You know, if you... But, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Pete's not here, but I still have the 10 count trivia showdown ready to go for this week. Um, I will get zero out of ten is my prediction. Well, this, this one this I can't one, even remember what happened at WrestleMania 35. So here's the here's the fun part. For this, you actually don't need any wrestling knowledge. Well, that's good because this week's edition of the Ten Count Trivia Showdown is the mainstream entertainment edition. Okay. So this is in regards to wrestlers who were in television and movies. Okay. Um, but they were well-known wrestlers at the time. Okay. The winner's the first one to get four. I don't know if that's going to happen. We might go. We might go two weeks. Well, unless you need two no, weeks without a winner. All right. Culture. So, which WWE superstar and recent Hall of Fame inductee appeared on the Drew Carey Show to help the gang sell Buzz beer, and then ended up getting so drunk he lost his championship? In the show, he lost his championship. Yes. So this is Drew Carey. So late mid to late nineties. Recent Hall of Famer. Recent Hall of Famer. Jeff Jarrett. Oh. No. Hockey talk, man. No. Triple H. Oh. He dated Kate, got drunk on Buzz Bear, and lost his title. Gotcha. And then he bashed Buzz Bear. Was he he Triple H then? They gave him a different name. He was, I mean... In, in our world, he was Triple H appearing on the Drew Carey show, but he had like he a wasn't different. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. No, he was in DX. Like, this was like '99, so oh, he 99. was Okay, I think some mid '90s. Oh, gotcha. uh, I said did I say mid? Nah, my bad. Anyway, all right. So, question number two: Which recent WWE Hall of Famer and multiple-time tag team champion appeared on the WB series Sabrina the Teenage Witch? He went to Hall of Fame this year. I'll give you both a, a hint there. You can, you can cut <laughs> I it I told down. you, I can't remember anything. WrestleMania oh. <laughs> <laughs> So he's a, uh, he went in the Hall of Fame this year and he was in the... T- he's a multiple-time tag team champion. Sabrina the Teenage Witch? The sad thing is I came up with all these questions. Yeah. I didn't have to research any of this shit. <laughs> oh, I should know this. Did he go in as a tag team this year? Did Scott Steiner and Booker T cameo on the WB show that had a supernatural theme to it in the late 1990s? Yes, mid to late. I don't know when it started, but WCW was still in business. So, uh, it's not supernatural. No, it's not supernatural. Uh, WB Veronica Myers. No, Smallville. <laughs> Charmed. It's a good one. What WWF Hall of Famer was in the movie Roadhouse? So 80s. 80s. Haven't seen it. Uh, It's about a a bar in Texas. Vader. No. Mr. T. Terry Funk. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) I actually have never seen Roadhouse. Here's a layup. Who is the first WWE superstar to be animated on The Simpsons? They made a big deal out of this, and it was the co- on the cover of WWF magazine with Bart Simpson dressed as the wrestler. Hulk Hogan? No. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Ah. One for Strem. I remember that. Nice. What is the name of the Jesse Ventura autobiography that was lifted from a line of dialogue in the movie Predator? I've said it on this show 11 times. I am. I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. I actually own the book, so. 
What WCW champion had a recurring role on Boy Meets World? Vader. Vader. Ding. Who was the first WWF superstar to appear on Saturday Night Live? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Bing. Wow. Two to two. All right, there's two questions left. So whoever gets the most is going to be crowned the champion for this week. Who was behind? Who was the behind-the-scenes trainer on the Netflix original series Glow? Uh, Chavo Guerrero. Oh. <laughs> he was giving me the stare like I'm like I'm, I followed Chavo on Instagram because I met him one time and I'm like I'm pretty sure this is right right but I had to throw it I guess final it. question who portrayed Domaniac on the wrestling episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Roddy Piper Roddy Piper nice hey you got four yeah with a score of four to two <laughs> Justin is finally the winner of 10 count right. trivia. <laughs> it's, good that, it's good that one of the hosts of a wrestling podcast <laughs> beat the uh, the new the, right. the guest. Yeah, well, I couldn't even beat myself last time. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah. All right. Some words, but <laughs> um, wait, Roddy, didn't he appear as like kind of like a broken down old wrestler? Like it wasn't that the yeah. Dominic. I was so ready for a they live question. Like, that's my wheelhouse right there. Right. right. And, and I was waiting. Or ready to rumble, or... Or the Bushwhackers beyond on... Beyond the mat. Uh, bushwhackers on uh, Family Matters. Oh, yeah. I thought that was coming for that sure. That a good one. <laughs> yeah. I almost asked a couple of Big Show questions, and I was like, <laughs> William Regal's old theme music going on? Jesus. Oh, we have the... Uh, the train is coming... Oh, good stream. Lord. All right. Moving on. Um, money in the bank, money in the bank fun facts. You know, I like the theme the episodes now. Chris Jericho created the concept of money in the bank. Really? Yes, he did. Like he uh, like recommended it to like Pritchard or somebody. Yeah, he was like he had nothing to do for Mania that year, and like Benoit and Christian and Edge and a couple other people also had nothing to do. So he went to Vince. He was like, I've got this idea, and Vince ran with it. I know I've told you. I don't think I've ever told you my Money in the Bank experience because you. So I was listening to your guys' episode last week. Oh yes. And uh, you were talking about how you take a break. Yeah. From wrestling. Yeah. So I took my break, and my reintroduction into wrestling was. I went to New Year's Revolution in Buffalo, New York. I was at school at the time in Sy- up in Syracuse, mm-hmm. and the whole crowd was split. It was, they were either rooting for Cena, Angle, or HBK. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of thought that those were going to be the final three and that it was, the crowd right. was going to erupt and blah, blah, blah. Well, Angle and HBK go out early. So now you're left with Cena and Chris Masters and Carlito, which Kyle and I were rooting. He was rooting for Masters and I was rooting for Carlito. I didn't even know who these guys were at the time. And so, obviously, Cena wins. And so we're, we're like, ready to go home. And then all of a sudden, Vince comes out. And the crowd goes nuts. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hear what he was saying. But he was introducing Edge as cashing in his money in the bank. And Kyle and I, both of us, were just reintroduced into wrestling. We're like, what is this? Like, what is going on? So that was that was my experience with the the initial money in the bank. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah was, I remember, I think I was here for that. Because I went out to my car... And that was a different one. Oh. Yeah, because actually, New Year's Revolution was a pay per view. I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my money. Cena's gonna win the title. Yeah. Um, the one you were here for, you were here too, was some, um, not SummerSlam. It was Extreme Rules, I think. Oh yeah. Jeff Hardy had just beaten Edge for the World Heavyweight Title. Everyone 
pissed off, and then punk's music hit. Oh. I was like, go back and get people! Yeah. And you all got to watch the wonder that is CM Punk cashing in for the second time his Money in the Bank contract. Interesting. Yes, I remember that. Because, yeah, you, you're like, all right, I'm out of here. And everyone was, like, getting their shit together. Yeah, I think Santos came out and got us all. Yeah, it sounds right. Really <laughs> yeah, guys, guys, come on back in. CM Punk's winning. Uh, I love Santos. All right, um, Mr. Kennedy is the only person to win Money in the Bank and never cash in. Uh, due to an injury that they thought was pretty bad, he defended the contract against Edge, lost. Edge went to cash in, and um, it turned out the injury wasn't so bad, but he never recovered from that, really. CM Punk and Edge are the only wrestlers to cash in Money in the Bank twice. Okay. Kane holds the record for the shortest amount of time in between winning and cashing in at 49 minutes. Carmelo waited the longest, 287 days. 17 out of a possible 21 cash-ins have been successful. Uh, John Cena, Damian Sandow, Baron Corbin, and Braun Strowman all did not win the title on their cash-ins. Those are the only four. Edge... this been four. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I thought it was like one or two. I can remember Corbin, but... Yeah, you know, da, um, Damian Sandow attacked Cena with the briefcase, beat the shit out of him, and everyone was super happy. Yeah. And then Cena hit one move, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I can't believe Damian yeah. Sandow won the money in the back match. Yeah. That, that was when him and Cody Rhodes were a team, and he turned on Cody, and like it just got nuclear. Nuclear. Um, let's see. Edge, Punk, Orton, Del Rio, Bryan, and Seth Rollins all have something in common. They've all won and lost the championship due to a cashing-in situation. Interesting. Yes. Kofi, uh, Edge is the only Hall of Famer to win Money in the Bank. Kofi Kingston holds the record for most appearances without a victory. Huh. He's 0-7 in Money in the Bank matches. Kane is 1-6. in um, John Cena is the only wrestler to win his cash-in match, but not the championship. Uh, it was against CM Punk in Raw 1000. Big Show interfered. Cena won by disqualification. But they had to keep the belt on Punk. Alright, so before we start the list, we have a giveaway to... Give away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Funny how that works. Yes. Um, so, Justin. Yeah. You drew the you drew the magic name, the yes. lucky recipient of our Mattel um, retro edition Kurt Angle action figure is yes. Demo, please. Dennis Parent. Dennis Parent. Yes. Congratulations to you, Dennis. Yes. Uh, thank you for liking and commenting on the, the post and following our, our show page. Um, all you got to do is email your information to 10countwrestling at gmail.com, and we will get that out to you in the mail as soon as humanly possible. Hopefully you'll have it in time for money in the bank. Yes. We shall see. And to our new listeners, welcome. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and thank you for your listening. Get, get involved. Send us your comments. And Tell me how bad all my impressions are. I don't <laughs> care. It's fun. And my throat, is, my voice is gone by the end of the day. <laughs> so, it is now time to get to the list. Uh, Brian, you're the one that had this wonderful idea prior to WrestleMania. And I've had to change my list a couple of times. I was like, oh, he got called up. Never mind. And yep. scratch that out. But I think it was for the better because we've had a chance to let the superstar shake up, breathe, and we've had a chance for the 
War Raiders have their name changed three times, so <laughs> stables have been broken yeah. up. Next week they'll be the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Hi, <laughs> it's the Minnesota War Viking Raiders of Las Vegas. Ivar and Eric. Yeah. I like it. I wonder how many wrestling fans know what impersonation you're doing right there. I'm sure I'm not, there's enough crossover between football and wrestling that it, 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 they know who that is. The Raiders. Nobody circles the wagon like the War Raiders. All right. Brian, you're number 10. All right. So, a um, little preamble before I do my list. So, when I, when I came up with the idea, it was really for my number one. Like I, ha- I really have a significant idea that I think that WWE should consider doing, but then you know expanded it into you know booking ideas as well. So some of the stuff is WWE changing the way they do things, but some of it is specific booking angles that you know ultimately play out at WrestleMania 36, right? Because that's sort of the whole idea of, right. of booking a year in advance is to get to that one card. So that that's kind of my thought, and, and number ten falls into that category. So Brock Lesnar, with his you know apparent retirement at, uh, in UFC, I think if they use him right, he can become the guy who helps put younger talent over, or anybody really. Um, you can have him strong. You can have him come in when you need for these big shows that you want to have. You know the the four big ones, kind of like mm-hmm. the, what the Undertaker became in the late the latter years. And so my thought was Lesnar enters the Rumble, eliminates a bunch of guys, maybe sets the record, uh, suplexes a bunch of guys, but gets surprise eliminated by an NXT guy. And my thought was Matt Riddle. Uh, there's the UFC crossover, the potential um, of Heyman going after that character. There'd be a lot of comedic opportunity for that. Uh, and, and obviously... He's a big guy who could potentially hang with Lesnar for real. It's believable. And, you know, I honestly don't, wouldn't even care who won the match as long as he put up a good fight in the match and it wasn't right. a squash. Uh, so that was my thought. And now all of a sudden you have Riddle up in the roster and he's got some cred because he hung with Lesnar at WrestleMania. So that's my thought for number 10. You don't even wear shoes, my good sir. <laughs> How can you beat the beast? Well, would it, and Lesnar would go after that, right? He would stomp on his... I would feet, think. Right? He yeah. would do all kinds of stuff like that. So, And there's probably somebody that... Talk about a rub, I, I think it's a great idea, but Lesnar would actually probably... Um, res- like, Not that he doesn't respect some of these other guys, but I think he'd be willing to more work with... Uh, so, right, somebody who has that background. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, my list is a little bit different. I basically picked ten people or groups of people that I would love to see in WWE by next year's WrestleMania and, and potential opponents or spots for them. And my number ten uh, booking decision would be to bring in Randolph's own and ten-count favorite, the retrosexual, all-good Anthony Green. I love Anthony Green. He's great. A friend of the friend of the show. Right. So would you envision them bringing him into NXT or into the main um, I have him on 205 Live. Okay. Because he's 191. Oh, okay. Not a very big guy. I did see him in uh, Northeast Championship Wrestling a couple of years ago. He's currently the New England champ for Chaotic Wrestling. Um, he's only 25 years old. So he's got 
a lot of uh, a room in front of him with the great gimmick. Uh, the vignettes sort of announcing his arrival would be fantastic. Um, with his fanny packs and his mustaches. Would he bring the honeys with him? Absolutely. He'd get a gaggle of them. He'd get more of them. He'd have more money. He's got... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look it up while you talk. He's got a great name for the ladies, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, so I have to cheat and look it up. Yeah, and I mean, it's um, it's a personal favor of the show. We sort of have a connection with them, I guess, but um, but I also saw him in an arena with with maybe 60 people there watching... And it would be cool to see that journey firsthand, you know. A lot of our favorites started like that, but we never saw them in your bingo hall type things. Right. It would be cool to be to have seen it from the uh, from the birth. The platinum honeys is what he calls <laughs> his platinum calls honeys. his women. I've never seen him fight, so yeah. I, 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 that's what he looks like. Does he have matches on YouTube or anything? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He wears a fanny pack to the ring. He has a handlebar mustache. He wears Zubas. He's really, <laughs> he's really all kinds of wonderful. Yes. And he's a friend of our. He's a friend of our good friend Team Steve. So. Very cool. Yes, indeedy. All right, my number ten is actually um, inspired by Mister Three Hundred Five Live himself, <laughs> Pete. Um, <laughs> I've, I've come up with 20 nicknames for Pete, oh. and none of them are nice. Yeah, so I'm just, until he comes back on the show, I'm just going to do a different one every every episode. Yeah, it's just a way to get him. For now, he's Mr. 305 Live. <laughs> Mr. Will Work for Food. Who will be kidding? We'll do anything for food. Um, a renewed emphasis on stables. I love stables. Yeah. You know, NWO, DX, Four Horsemen, even the shitty stables made for con- compelling television. You know, you had your Nation of Domination, the DOA, Los Pariquas, um, the Dungeon of Doom, you know, the, yeah. the Dame. I love it. So I came up with six stables that I would create and one that I would call up. Obviously, and we're all going to talk, you and I are going to talk about them much, much later. Mm-hmm. We call up the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. There's one stable. Yeah. Um, I'd take Bray Wyatt's Firefly, Firefly Funhouse and, ex, you know, expand it to be a stable for Lost Souls. His brother, Bo Dallas. Yep. Just embrace that. Yep. Luke Harper's got nothing to do. No way Jose sucks out loud. Right. You know, dump his little dancing people and put him in there. And then either Ruby Riot or Nikki Cross. Yeah. You know, I'm breaking great. up the Riot squad. Ruby's got the look, but uh, Nikki's got the, the like lack Nikki. of a sensibility, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nuts. Nuttier than squirrel tards, as JR would say. Um, reestablish the club. AJ, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, they're all on Raw. Put them together. Yep. You know, let let them be AJ's heavies, because they're kind of pushing towards an AJ heel turn right now. Yeah, it makes AJ more compelling, too, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, Andrade, you know how big of a fan I am yep. of his. I, I, have, I say you take him, you have Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, turn on Kalisto, take off their masks. And you go full Scarface, and they're Andrade's cartel. Andrade wow. and the two masked guys put them together. I'm putting Sarah Logan with the uh, the Raiders. Um, we drop the Logan, uh, embrace the Viking. She's married to Ivar, and, or I don't know which one's which. She's married to one of them, <laughs> the shorter one. Um, put they're married. Put her with them, and so I actually I looked this up. Because I was like, what, what can we change her name to to fit with Eric and Ivar? Right. Sarah actually means ladylike princess in Norse. Like, 
the Viking language. Really? So she could just be Sarah, and she could be their princess. Wow, that's a pretty good um, research, by the way. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we make a new evolution. With Randy Orton as the head, we put Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, and Samoa Joe with him. Wow, that'd be damn Lift all three of them at once. This is your number ten? Yes. <laughs> wow. And then finally, The Fallen. That's the best name I could come up with for him. You take four undercard, underappreciated, super talented guys, you throw their gimmick in the trash, mm -hmm. and they're just there to prove their worth. They're wearing street clothes, attacking, you know, your Samoa Joes, your Finn Balors, you know, yep. the upper echelon. Um, they're not a gimmick anymore. They're wrestlers. You take Mike Kanellis, Matt Clement, a.k.a. Uh, Mateus Clement, excuse me, a.k.a. Tyler Breeze, mm -hmm. Johnny Curtis, Fandango, and Tommaso Ciampa. And you put the four of them in just an ass-kicker group of guys who've thrown their gimmick away. Yeah. And they're just there to prove their worth. What if they uh, have Christopher Daniels head, head at a fifth guy? I wouldn't mind that. I'd love to see a sign of Christopher angel. Daniels. He is the fallen angel. You're right. That's my number ten. That mouthful is my number wow. ten. Holy cow. <laughs> that is, that is uh, something else. Wow. Six stables. Yeah. yeah. I mean, spread across the two brands. Sure. So right. sure. they wouldn't all be on one. That would be... That would be so you weird. see all those guys up in the main roster, or guys and girls? Yeah, I mean, most of them, with the exception of the the UE, most of them are already, yeah. if not all of them. Um, you know, they're mid-card stables. The Viking Raiders, that's essentially just putting a manager with them, with Sarah Logan. Um, the Evolution could be on SmackDown. The Fallen could be on either show. Yeah. The Firefly, Firefly Funhouse, it's so hard to say. It is. Could be on SmackDown. So, yeah. Cool. All right, I dig it. So my number nine makes no business sense whatsoever. Uh, so if I was if I was actually responsible for merch sales and all that stuff, you would never do this. But I want to see a New Day triple threat at WrestleMania. Ooh. So wow. I don't know how the turn would happen, but I part of the reason it's either a triple threat or it's Big E versus Kofi. But I I just don't know if Big E works well as a heel. I think he's like so funny as a face. He's very and, lovable. Right, exactly. So maybe Woods could, could play the heel role and, and Kofi's torn between yeah. the two of them. Uh, but, you know, like, it's there's easy writing there, right? They, yeah. All the sort of love has gone to Kofi ever since he's gotten this title run. And, and there could be jealousy with Woods because he, he could argue I'm equally as talented. And, and then Big E always, he had the sort of, the guy can move. Um, so, Siri agrees. Uh, but, you know, he could always move, and, and I always sort of saw him as a potential main eventer. So this might yeah. be the path, splitting them up to take him down that path. I like it. I think it's definitely potentially, uh, if not this next year's WrestleMania, then a future one. And, I mean, they could probably, they can monitor the sales by month and week of this stuff, and if it starts going down a cliff... Um, yeah, it's just hard to believe it will with Kofi doing so well. Right, but my, right. my my the thing is, is like the Shield proved that you can always get people back together. Mm -hmm. There's no like it's not a forever right. thing. Right. And you yeah. know maybe they could play it out in such a way that SummerSlam the following year they actually get back together, and this was all a ploy all along to get something. Yeah. You know, I the, don't know. The but. one tricky thing that, and I love it, I. 
think Woods gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Because, you know, if you think about the shield breaking up, like, they were already three believable main event guys. Mm -hmm. I don't see Woods recovering. Like, he would have to stay with... I think Woods would be better served staying with Big E. Like, as his mouthpiece almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the idea, especially of the Big E Kofi side of things. Well, you, you're not going to turn Kofi heel at this point. And so, right. And then Big E is hard to turn heel. And that's that was my thought with Woods, was that maybe he gets a cheap win over Kofi. and like He's jealous. Know, yeah. So he, he's the smart one. He's right. the doctor. Right. I like well, it. And he, he's taking the brunt of the beatings. Yeah. And, right, so... We the only reason you got a shot at WrestleMania is because we want it back for that, you. See, right there, that's that's one hundred percent right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's true. Then you know what? When they do it, that's what they're going to use. Yep. We won the damn match. Yeah. No, it's going to happen eventually, right? I mean, nothing nothing is forever in pro wrestling. In right. the cold November, I'm, yes. In cold <laughs> all right, I like it. Uh, my number nine. Is sort of a homecoming for Mr. Juice Robinson. Ooh! Yeah, I'd love to see him come back. He was in NXT for a, for a few years, actually, and never quite broke through. He had a weird, like, hippie environmentalist gimmick, right? Yeah, exactly. Which was, you know, a pretty good gimmick, but I like him better as Juice Robinson now. I did happen to catch a match of his with Cody in New Japan. It's for the IWGP US Championship, so they Cody had to drop the belt to somebody going to AEW and they, they chose Juice and it was a, quite a good match um, isn't that a wonderful concept the Japanese company's United States Championship <laughs> right. yeah I guess that's equivalent to the European Championship right, in exactly. WWE right, yeah. right. Um, but he's only 30 years old um, you know he, he would really help the mid-card scene he could he could take the spot of Ziggler or Kofi's old spot or Jason Jordan's spot in the US and Intercontinental Championship feuds and we've seen guys sort of, you know, sometimes it's a little crowded and it doesn't work out for them. If he came back, I think um, there's no reason he couldn't, um, you know, re- rekindle the relationship with WWE. He's super talented. He broke Kevin Owens' nose in, their, in his first in Owens' first match on NXT. Really? He hit him with, with a palm strike to the face and it was... Really? Gusher. Yeah. Wow. That was a fun match. Owens beat the shit out of him. Oh, I'm sure. He's probably... Ooh. Blame him. <laughs> My number nine involves a call-up. Okay. But it's much more complex than that, of course. A few more stables. No, 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 no. <laughs> My number... This is my number nine. You make, you make SmackDown an A brand that's completely different from Raw. Okay. You do this a couple... Well, I say that, but my first thing makes it exactly like Raw. You make it three hours when it moves to Fox, so it's on evil playing ground. Yeah. They have three hours, we have three hours. After that, you put Paul Heyman in charge of the creative. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman is in charge of what happens on SmackDown. You have it envelop 205 Live, and you make SmackDown the only place where you can see the Cruiserweight action. As part of that, um, you bring in Pete Dunne, inject the Bruiserweight into the Cruiserweight division. Call up Nigel McGuinness, because Corey Graves is no longer going to be on SmackDown. He's exclusive to Raw on commentary, so Nigel's going to be there nice. with Todd Phillips and Byron. Um, you dedicate this show to being less about the Gaga, the Shakespeare, the dog and pony. It's more wrestling. And you're going to be as edgy as Fox will let you. Push that envelope. 
You want the kids to watch Smack Raw? Let the kids watch Raw. SmackDown will be your haven for 18 to 34 and beyond. Um, you know, just make it tighter. Cut back on, like, the overproduced, like... Because if you think about the Attitude Era, there was a lot of great production, but it also looked really gritty. And, like, there was more of a... It looked more real, even though, mm-hmm. you know... Um, like, when you watch Raw and SmackDown today, you, you're, it's like you're watching a production of a show. Right. Whereas, in the Attitude Era, you're watching wrestling, if that makes sense. Um, use Roman Reigns to, you know, as the building block to raise it up. You know, make him the face of SmackDown and, like, pull up everybody else with mm-hmm. him. Because as much as a lot of fans of our ilk don't care for him, you know, he does have a lot of value. And then don't don't treat it like a throwaway. Like, it, it feels like all the big stuff either happens on Raw or on the pay-per-view. You know, make SmackDown event television again. Yeah. That's my number nine. I like it. I mean, I was... Um to your point, like the SmackDown championship was defended on Raw, you know, last week. Right. So, um, but I, the Universal Title will never be on SmackDown because no. Raw is more important. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think the toughest sell of that would, from a business standpoint, would be you're almost you're almost saying have two different companies in a way. Because yeah. you're saying you're saying make SmackDown the more Attitude Era kind of thing and make Raw the more family friendly focused. Yes, yeah, I'm 100 percent saying that. Yeah. I they they need to be. If you're gonna have separate rosters, they should be separate, and that that's gonna tie in a whole lot more in a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot more to say about that. Um, but yeah, that's. I'm, I'm I mean, I like, of, the, I like the idea behind it. They would never do it, obviously, but Raw's over here, SmackDown's over here. Yeah. yeah, I would probably take your idea and flip it. I'd make Raw the more grittier because it's a Monday night. Kids have school, right? Right. Friday night show. Kids can stay up. That's true. It's moving to Friday when they're right. going to so, That's a good point. Yep. But anyway, I like that. cool idea. Nice. All right, my number eight. All right, this one's a little, a little out there. Yes, <laughs> I love out there ideas. Baseball needs a pitch clock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. What's the one thing that Vince has been pretty consistent with in terms of WrestleMania is I want mainstream celebrities, I want movie stars, I want TV stars coming to WrestleMania, showing their face, endorsing you know the product. So my thought is, what if they really got serious about their movie division and they said... We're going to create... They started it with the movie about Paige, right? Fighting yep. with my family, right? But what if they actually spent money and hired, like, a prestige filmmaker who has creative control, someone like Steven Soderbergh or something like that, or some pick a really great filmmaker who you trust to make an excellent movie and made a Montreal Screwjob movie, right? And actually, like, behind the scenes, what really happened... They could produce it, right? They could work with whoever the, you know, the director is to tell them this is what happened, mm-hmm. and let them go. And by by next year's Royal Rumble, have it in a place where they're ready to give you a teaser trailer, along with the stars of who's playing Brett and who's playing Sean and whatever. 
and then have those people at Mania sitting right in the front row, and and this is the thing that everybody's looking forward to in like August of the following year, right? Because you wouldn't be able to turn around a movie that fast, right? But my, you know, for and and really make this movie such that. You're like trying for like a prestigious like Oscar run here with this thing, yeah. Because like, there's so much great content in that one story alone. Whether it's real, it's fake. No matter what, if they bamboozled everybody into thinking it's real and it's truly fake, then that's a great story. If it actually was real, that's a great story too, mm-hmm. right? There's just so much to mine there. So many things happened leading up to it and that night that it would really feel like an important wrestling movie which has never happened. Yeah. I love that idea. It's it's brilliant. And you have a built-in audience like who wouldn't go see that? Right. Everybody who watches WrestleMania would go see that movie. Right. Right. And there's a lot of people that don't watch wrestling anymore that would that would like to watch it. And and it's it would so probably get people back in. Yeah. That that like long for it those days. Yeah. So, yeah. I like it. So before we move on to your number eight, I think we have to cast the big yeah. four. I, you know, I honestly, so when I, I knew that, I knew this was going to come up, but I could not, for the life of me, think of who I'd cast. But. So I wrote down the, the big four <laughs> players. Yeah. Vince, Brett, Sean, and Earl. Yeah. You know, because those are the four people involved in the match. Like, we could talk about casting Owen and the Bulldog and Triple H and China all day. Yeah. Um, get somebody really androgynous to play China. Um, it's not a knock, is it? No. She was <laughs> no. androgynous, right? No, she was jacked. Amazonian. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to soak on this for a few minutes. Yeah, well, maybe we'll come back to that because I need, I need to really think about Brett actually, Sean. Actually, you know what? Particular. I didn't come up with a hardcore halftime, did you? No. Okay, cool. So, right. hardcore halftime will be we discuss. Yes. Who will be those? We will write the script out loud. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, McMahon. Yes. All right, your number eight. My number eight. A couple more. This is a duo that would come, but not Ooh. a tag team. I'm talking about the smoke show, Scarlett Bordeaux, and her real-life boyfriend or husband or whatever he is, Killer Cross. And they come as a package deal to WWE. Um, Scarlett only recently debuted, um, but I love her gimmick. She basically looks like a shorter sable. And she says that she will not be hot shamed, which I love. Uh, Killer Cross is actually 33 years old, but only debuted a couple of years ago, so he's pretty new to the scene. And he basically looks more like a jacked Randy Orton, and like they would be like a really like they could draw real heat. Where are that, they like, on now? I'm not. They're on TNA. Right okay. Now. So this is Scarlett Bordeaux, Brian, for, for your viewing pleasure. Yeah. She was actually on an episode of Raw. Was she? Yeah, um, according to Google Images search. <laughs> um, you know what, with the, the look of fear on her face, I think this is from the time period where... Karma? Um, no, uh, when Nia Jax just ran people over for a couple of weeks. Remember, like, when she got drafted to run? Tw- yeah, and there's Nia Jax running her over, so yeah. Yeah, and they, they could be, like, that real, like, heat-drawing, like, couple. They're both good-looking people, right? You, like, uh... I don't know, like Sean and Sherry, or uh, they could feud with Lana and Rusev, or um, you know, the Miz and Maurice, whatever. Carmel and our truth. Carmel and our truth. Everyone's favorite couple. <laughs> Thank God Jerry's not here. <laughs> right, right. Scarlett's already doing intergender matches, which I'm not too keen on. 
but I think it's in an effort to get her to look legit in the ring, and she's actually quite, um, you know, she's pretty green still, but she can work pretty stiff as based on what I've seen. She was an Adam Rose uh, Rosebud oh. at a pay per view as well. Oh, she has a stink on her then. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, Becky Lynch was a Rosebud, and so is Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Don't be a lemon, Justin. That's a good point. Be a Rosebud. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can you can Google image Strowman as a rosebud. He's dressed as a gladiator. I don't know why they tried to hide him as a ro- He's too giant. He's huge. Yeah. It looks like you're clearly like that's just like a, the guy who they're grooming. But she will not be hot shamed. I will tell you that much. There he is, and there's uh, Simon Gotch from the Vod Villains as a rosebud. Yeah, and there's Becky Lynch as a rosebud. Famous rosebuds. Back before she uh, had red hair. Yeah, we'll be doing this conversation in a couple of years about the uh, Noah Jose. Yeah, crowd. no, we won't. None of those assholes are going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did like Strowman kicking with his stupid lime green hair. Yeah. What a buffoon! Go yeah. away. Strowman or Lars? Lars, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, yeah. 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 Whenever he gets the shit beat out of him, I love it. Like, yeah. It's a, it's oh, beat up so him. no way, Jose. Is a poor man's Adam Rose, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, Adam Rose was super talented, but the gimmick was shit to begin with. It's right. like if you're gonna parody a celebrity for a wrestling character, choose somebody else than Russell fucking Brand's character. Right. Like, right. yeah, you know, he was in he was in like four movies with that character, and like people got sick of him real quick. Right. I think Russell Brand is funny, but where is he now? Right. Right. My number eight. Championships, championships, championships. 205 Live is getting sucked in by SmackDown. So now SmackDown has the world title, the Intercontinental title, and the Cruiserweight title. Raw needs another championship. The Monday Night Raw Television Championship. You you go back to the days of uh, WCW with time limits. It adds realism. It adds suspense to your matches. Um... You know, time limit draws will have a way to make the uh, people feel really strongly about a face that got cheated out of winning the belt. You know, let's let's put the title on a heel Bobby Roode, and let's say he's wrestling some face that people really love. Chad Gable. You know, it's a 15-minute television time limit, and Gable hits him with, you know, there's 10 seconds to go. Gable hits him with his finisher, but because of the high impact, like, Gable takes two seconds to get over there. Three, two, one. Time's up. Mm. Well, you, know, you ran out. You know, one second more, and you would have been. They, they do a lot. Just you know, no replay review, please. We have too much. No, there won't be replay review. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But it, it can be used to elevate guys like a Tyler Breeze, a No Way Jose, a Fandango, you know, a Bobby Root or Robert Root, excuse me, who um, need something to do, and you know, put them against each other, and you raise two people up at the same time. Each week, you know, because it's a television title, every week that champion's defending the belt on Raw. Um, you know, and it's a, it becomes a gateway to the U.S. title. If you're successful as a television champion, you level up to the U.S. title, then you level up to the world title. So, all right, that's my number eight. I like it. Okay, uh, my number seven. <clears throat> Uh, so a lot on my list depends on patient storytelling, which I don't think WWE does particularly <laughs> well. But uh, what I would do is I would have Drew McIntyre win Money in the Bank. Mm. And at Survivor Series, I would have a match 
with Drew, and it doesn't even really matter who's on his team, as well as Kofi, and it doesn't really matter who's on his team. And Drew is one of the first guys eliminated. Uh, so the way it would work is maybe Drew gets eliminated, he goes to the back, so he's fresh, right? Right. And now you're left with, what do they do? Do they still do five, five on five? five? Okay, so, so it'd be five on four. And then all of Kofi's team gets eliminated except for him. So now it's one on four. Right. And Kofi rallies and rebounds to win the match in unbelievable Goes fashion. Goes to all four guys. He okay. does what Kofi does. That's what he's best at, telling that sort of underdog story. And then out oh, comes McIntyre with his money in the bank, cashes in, steals <laughs> it from phenomenal. Kofi, and then carries it into WrestleMania to feud with Aleister Black. Holy shit. So wow. McIntyre Black... As the kind of like the opener title match, Black Entire. <laughs> well, and then I'll my number six will actually add to that, but it's a separate thing. So okay. it'll become a triple threat, and I'll tease it right now. But that's that's my idea. For I really six. like that idea, and I, I I think you could do a lot with uh, Alistair Black having some spooky promos to to scare, um, you know, McIntyre and and sort of kind of and. You know, develop a really nice feud there. So that was my thought, and I, I, I think Black has a ton of potential to be like a CM Punk type cult hero of, of everybody if, I w- if they book him the right way. I have a lot to say about Aleister Black a very long time from now. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. Wow. I, I wish they would get rid of the little sound effects at the beginning of their entrances. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so right, that's my idea. I like it. Uh, my number seven, you, you kind of covered, Chris, actually. This Ooh. is Pete Dunne getting called up. Fucking A. Because it is time. The Bruiserweights! Right. I mean, he's got a unique look. He had nearly two years with the UK title. UK loves 685 the days, I think? Yeah. And the UK loves the wrestling scene. They would get behind him big time. They already have an Irish big name. They have a Scottish big name. Same as Andrew McIntyre, Pete Duncan, a few of both of those guys... Only 25 years old, but he's been training since the age of 12. And he started his own weekend wrestling promotion at the age of 18. Wow. So, a little bit of research. What are you doing with your life? Right, seriously. (laughs) So, and he also, like, if you ever have a show in London, like, if they were to ever schedule a pay-per-view in London, you could do the old British Bulldog thing and put him on last. The Royal Albert Hall. (laughs) Right? Make the Intercontinental title feel super important or something like that. I like that. I really like it. Yeah, I would love to see a pay-per-view in the UK. And they could start it um, earlier over here. You know, I have no problem with that. Yeah, that's the one thing that makes it so difficult, right. the time difference. And, like, watch our pay-per-view at 2 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, if they do it on a Sunday in, like, Jan- no, not January, that's not a good example because of football, but, you know, they show They've shown enough compulsion to add one-off pay-per-views. Right. You yeah. can make it, like, yeah, you know... It, it couldn't be one, yeah. It couldn't be one of the big ones unless they were okay with people watching it in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Which if they're going to keep being five, six, seven hours long, then yeah, start it earlier. I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> but WrestleMania, well, it's in Tampa next year. We, you know, WrestleMania starts at noon. <laughs> and we're going to end at midnight. <laughs> Everyone's going to wrestle three times. Every year we do King of the Ring. Iron Match Mania. Every match is an hour long, and no one's going to get falls. Holy <laughs> shit. My number seven 
um, would start in October. It becomes the Fox Sports One Wednesday Night Wrestling Block. That's a good idea. So it's a two-parter. Uh, Wednesday nights at eight o'clock, we would have Wednesday Night Revolution, the only place in WWE to see women's wrestling. Mm. You take all the women from Raw, all the women from SmackDown, squish them together on Wednesday Night Revolution. Gives them their own show so they're equal to the men. They're not just a segment on Raw that mm-hmm. the ignorant ones get up and go to the bathroom during. Right. Um, one world women's title that you know gives it more meaning. You add a secondary title for your Lana's, your Alicia Foxes, your Mickey James, Tamina's. You know the ones that. Sorry, you're not getting up here with Alexa in the game. Um, women would have their own network events as well. You know, and I'm gonna talk about the restructuring of the pay-per-view calendar in a little bit because I'm going to restructure it. (laughs) You have Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole on commentary. So I'm taking Michael Cole off of Raw. Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole. Um, NXT women will remain, you know, so you can... I'm not taking taking all the women out of NXT because they need a place to grow and Mm -hmm. develop their talents. Um... We would have a month-long tournament to crown the new unified WWE Women's Champion. Hmm. You know, we could maybe do that over the course of, like, the weeks leading up to the premiere of the show. And then the the main event of the first show of Wednesday Night Revolution would be the championship match. You know, it gives the the women, you can develop the feuds, give it proper time to, Mm -hmm. you know brew and whatever word you want to use um, and people care about it more that are going to tune in because they get, they're get they getting the time the second hour of the Wednesday Night Wrestling Block will be NXT mm. taking it off the network giving them their own show it'll feel like a real you know feel wow feel like a real brand yeah um, you know there's people out there who either have the network and don't watch NXT every Wednesday or they don't have the network at all so if it's yep. on, you know, FS1, if you have cable, you have that channel. Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, boom, going to tune in and watch NXT for an hour. Um, you know, you could prov- you could do a lot of providing, you know, incentives to the roster for call-ups. You know, just, and I'm going to talk about this later, too. It's not going to be, oh, it's the Raw after WrestleMania. Time for some of us to get a promotion. You're going to earn it. Um, you don't make any mentions to Raw and SmackDown unless it's concerning a call-up. And you move some talents down. Yeah. You know, there's some guys that are on the main roster it's just not working for. Breeze, Fandango, right. Right. Jose, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Sanity guys. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't wear jeans anymore, so Curtis he can stay. Curtis Axel. Um, Curtis Axel, yeah. perfect. Yeah, move some guys Jeez. down. Use them to either get their shit together or put over the younger talents. So that's my number seven, the Wednesday Night Wrestling Block. Um I like it. My only hesitation there is, I, I kind of said this back when we talked about the women's. People won't watch the women's show. He, I, I'm worried. That's basically what I'm worried about. And I, I'm fine with them having their own hour. I just wouldn't want to completely remove them from Raw and SmackDown. And, and, you know, maybe maybe it highlights the the ones that don't get as much airtime. Because um, I feel like they get their matches are like four minutes or less on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Number six. 
So I, I was looking at past Royal Rumble winners, and yes, it feels Justin's as, favorite topic. It feels as though, and you guys can go through the list and validate what I'm saying. But it doesn't it, pull it up. <laughs> it feels like most of them have been sort of like if you were to set betting odds at each Rumble before it happened. Yeah, someone in the top two or three won. Mm-hmm. That was so like it's usually a couple guys, and you know you. One of them wins, yep. right? Yeah, and that's it. Um, so my thought was, let's have an unexpected winner this year. Yeah, and like my unexpected winner is Velveteen Dream. Ooh, D I E A M Dream. Have him at add him into the Alistair Black Drew McIntyre feud that I talked about in my last number. Mm-hmm. Make that a triple threat at WrestleMania, and, and you're off. So that was my thought. I like that. I dig it. My number five was promoting Velveteen Dream. So, well, I'm could you imagine? Right? Could you imagine his entrance at WrestleMania? Oh, oh my God! It would be beautiful. Yeah. So I was trying to think of who is a wrestler from the Tampa Bay area who he could. The Hulkster brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. The brother. And the brother. That, he's done brother. that before, right. right? So, like, is there any other wrestlers? I from mean, Florida? I think they all live in Florida now. The Nasty Boys, Beefcake. Yeah. But who like Jericho? Who originated from yeah. Florida? Um, you know. Yeah. The model from Cocoa Beach, Florida. <laughs> there you go. The model. That would be fantastic. Right. So in anyway. hot pink tights. I like it. T R E A M. Velveteen is. Uh, I'm going through my mental Rolodex. There's only one that I can think of off the top of my head that was like a shocking Royal Rumble win. And that was Big John Studd in the first one. Because after that. It was Hogan, so Hogan, thought, my, the Flair, one, the Hogan. The one that I was kind of like, maybe was somewhat of a surprise was Ray. Yeah. It was after Eddie died. I feel I like know, it was, but he was so, so small, and I just. Uh, yeah. When he came I just on, never saw Vince pushing someone that small before. That was yeah. my. That was. That's a good point. That was right. my. Hacksaw was kind of a surprise. Right. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about the Rumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was, there was, but that one, like, that one had no, like, stars in it. Like, Macho wasn't in that. Right. The Warrior wasn't in it. Hogan, Andre, DiBiase. Like, none of them were in that Right, one. right. But, like, so, yeah, Stud. Because 90 and 91 were Hogan. 92 was Flair. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then it was like Michaels, Flair, Austin, yeah. Rock, Austin, Vince, and oh, Cena. What I forgot Brett. to mention is Dream enters at number one. Huh. Yeah. So he he like because what 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 I hope they learned from this whole uh, push of Kofi Kingston is that if you get someone that is likable and you you give them the platform to have sort of the Iron Man moment. Yeah. Or whatever, right. where you where they overcome odds, that's going to get the crowd behind, especially yeah. these sort of smarky crowds that have right the Royal Rumbles, the, the WrestleManias, the SummerSlams are going to have those crowds that are really going to get behind something like that, especially right. the longer it goes, right, right, right. And if you have a bunch of near eliminations of Velveteen Dream, and he, it's unbelievably hung on, and then he's like in the final four with. Three guys who are odds-on favorites to win, and you're like, I can't believe they did this. Yeah. They start making moment, and then he wins. Can you imagine how insane that would be? And then people who don't watch NXT, who don't know them, w- would see what kind of performer he is. Yeah, that's a great. Point, yeah. so he could eliminate Lesnar at the end after Lesnar breaks a record. Right. Exactly. T R E A N. No, Lesnar. In my well, in my thing, Lesnar has to be eliminated by Riddle just uh, to set up the match. There's but you could you could certainly do that too. <laughs> you could certainly do that too. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. 
I love the Velveteen Dream. It's fantastic. Number six for me, maybe a little bit green, but I don't care because I love him. I love his dad. Uh, WWE signs Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, <laughs> yes! And they bring back Davey Boy Smith Jr. And they make him a tag team. And they are a tag team. Yeah, that's right. On the Indies. That's right. Correct. Nice. Um, what, what's their tag team gimmick? <clears throat> the New Heart Foundation or something like that. They've got Teddy Hart, their cousin, or Davey's cousin in that group. Right. Too. Nice. Brian Jr. is only 25 years old. He's with uh, MLW right now. Smith Jr. is uh, 33, and he's with New Japan and MLW back and forth. Uh, Smith had a run back in 2009 to 2011 with WWE. Maybe he was a bit too young. Um, so we've seen returns work out uh, for guys like that. And Brian Pillman Jr., um, everyone's super high on this guy. Um and we all know how, so how awesome his dad was, and I just, I think it's going to be... So uh, you guys are a lot more plugged in with sort of like the indie wrestling scene. I mean, what, what, is his style similar to Brian Cummins, or is it uh, different? Or? I, he wrestles a lot. He does wrestle a lot like his dad mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has um, the same build and everything, too. He wears the... Does he look like him? He does. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me show you. Yeah. He, he, looks, he looks just like his dad. He's, he's even got the mullet. Um, <laughs> in 2019, it's it's wonderful. And I said before, he actually he sounds like he has a um, the right attitude. He's got he's checked his ego. There's a good side by side. Oh, yeah. He got a degree, which is yeah. really smart. So if this wrestling thing don't work out, for yeah, him, he got like a computer science degree or something actually, like that. There's him next to Davy Hart, David Smith Jr. Uh-huh. Whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Um. That's Feel good story. I love. I am such a fan of Pillman Jr. and it's always hit or miss with like yeah. old superstars, kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I yeah. would love that, especially if he ever became something and got a big moment. Right. You could. You know who they would need to pull in, and it'll never happen. Um, and I mean, I don't exactly blame her, but if they could get Oj. Um, they get o- Owen Hart Jr. Oh, yeah. And with them. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up a picture for Brian to show him what Owen Hart Jr. looks like. It's ridiculous. But he's one of the few that doesn't train, right? He, yeah, I mean, again, it depends on who you believe, but it sounds like his mom's keeping him away from the business, which I don't blame her. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't find it. He looks so much like... He looks so much like his dad. It's, it's super, like, creepy. I'm not creepy, though. It's shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. There's Owen Hart Jr. Looks just like his dad. All right. My number six is um, utilizing WWE Network um, in a way that's not just promotions on Raw and SmackDown. What I mean from that by that is, you know, push people to the network after Raw and SmackDown. You bring back Raw Talk and Talking Smack. Um... You know, maybe if you could work it out properly with the investors or the sponsors, show show people what's happening during the commercial on the network. Mm-hmm. Um, do behind the scenes interviews and rea- and you know post post match reactions, pre and post show dark matches. You know, like when we went to RAW a couple weeks ago, we got to see a couple of yeah. dark matches. Make those available on the network after RAW goes off the air. Um, I came up with the idea of a roundtable ranking show, so like. 
you look at the Intercontinental title and who the top contenders are. Um, the house show report. You know, you do a weekly show that uh, that covers, you know, things that happens, you know, off TV. Do title changes off TV. When we were growing up, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. They won the tag titles on, you know, in Poughkeepsie on Saturday. <laughs> like, And, like, we were like, let's show them footage. And knowing that you're a Rumble guy, I came up with this one for you. We have the Royal Rumble Lot Draw Special. The day before the Rumble, you have a network special where you have some matches, people trying to earn their way into the Rumble, mm-hmm. and then you get to see them go into the room and pick their number. Yeah, but I don't want them to show the number. No, you don't, don't show the number, but you get to see, like, they have, like, a thing where you see, like, it's a special where people have to earn their way into the Rumble, and then you yep. see some of the guys, like, pulling their numbers. Yep. Obviously not everybody, because, you know, the surprises that they do in the Rumble, but, right. you know, just more... Find a way to, like, integrate it into the product rather than just being like, sign up this month and get a free month. Like, actually put content that matters yeah. in, like, as a companion piece to Raw and SmackDown. I so, dig it. That's my number six. Cool. It's hardcore halftime. Yeah. Which means we got to cast this movie. Yes. Wrestling with Shadows, too. <laughs> um, so... Who who plays who plays Vince? Like I think Vince is the hardest one to. So, this coming from the guy that doesn't watch many movies, so I did somewhat based on my li- very limited knowledge and looks. <laughs> I actually have Jack Nicholson as Vince, just because he's sort of in that age range and he can be kind of a lunatic if you need him to be. It's yeah. Screaming backstage. He might be too old now, though. Yeah. I, how old was Attitude Era? Yeah. That was ninety. So he's seven, he's in his seventies right now. So yeah. Twenty years. He's about ago. twenty years ago. So he's yeah, somebody in their fifties. Like, because my my first thought, I honestly my first thought was Pacino. Because you know it talks like this anyways. Right. Ring the bell. <laughs> Brett screwed Brett. So the, I, I'd love to see like a character actor like Chris Cooper. Do you remember Chris Cooper? He um he was in the Muppet movie, wasn't he? As Tex Richmond yeah. and yeah. yeah. Chris Cooper would be really good. Right. Um, yeah, I would, I would really like Chris Cooper in that role. And you can make anybody look like anybody with modern makeup. Right. Um, as far as Brett goes, so I, I like Chris Cooper as Vince. As far as Brett goes, um, God damn. I don't know. I was just Googling based on looks. I actually Googled long-haired actors. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I've heard of this guy, uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. He could play Brett. Yeah, he could. Yeah, put on a little muscle, yeah. or maybe Christian Bale could play Brett. Yeah, oh, that's a really good one. Um, as far as Sean, there's not many actors that are cross-eyed. <laughs> um, like that's something you can learn. Yeah, you know, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like the rough Texas look guys. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Tim Riggins there. You could also have, like, a Hemsworth be Brett. So Hemsworth's playing Hogan in the biopic that's coming out soon. Maybe he just Um, plays every wrestler in every movie. I'm Thor. I'm Bret Hart. I'm I'm Hulk Hogan. He plays Brett and Sean. Brett and Sean, that's right. How's he going to put himself in the Hemsworth. There you go. He's got dark hair already. There you go. He's got the build. I I wouldn't be mad at that. He's probably, by the time he filmed this, in the age range that Brett was at the time. Yeah, that could work. That could work for sure. For someone with Sean, you'd need someone a little bit smaller. Right? Would Tim Riggins work? What's his name? Nah, he's too big. Is he too big? Yeah, he's, he's pretty jacked. Um, 
Yeah, but Tyler Breeze can beat Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bradley Cooper? Yeah, that's, that's a good like one. McAvoy. James, see, I would, I would enjoy James McAvoy as, uh, as Shawn Michaels. And he's not super big. No. Well, no. actually, in Split. Jacked in Split and Glass. And who would play Earl Hebner? Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, uh... Danny DeVito. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Paul D. That's it. Paul, G- Paul G- Somebody ring the fucking bell! I had, um... Well, he could play, like, the freaking nervous look and all that. He could play Bruce Pritchard, for sure. Paul Giamatti's a good one. Yeah. I, um, I put down Dean Norris, who was, um... Oh, yeah. Hank Trader. Hank Trader? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dean Norris can play... Yeah, Dean Norris was great. Yeah. Let's make this goddamn movie. <laughs> that was screwed. That was lovely. Starring Paul Giamatti. Wow. Um, Christ. Who, <laughs> Paul Giamatti, Jared Leto, <laughs> the Hemsworth brothers. You just have to call the movie Montreal. Mm. There you go. It's a great oh, yeah, movie. Screwed was already That's a movie, great. wasn't it? With Dave Chappelle and Norm MacDonald. I think that was Screwed. Better memory than I. I've got a creeps memory. We've been over this plenty yeah. of time. Right. All right. Top five. All right. My number five is get rid of Raw and SmackDown brands completely. Wow. And the brand split, huh? Well, my thought process is, is they don't use them anyway. Yeah. And. To me, right, the, the reason they created the brands was to get people more TV time, right? But that's just, to me, is just lazy writing. Like, you have X number of hours of television, you have X number of people. Like, figure out how to get everybody on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I understand that you're going to, like, like you're going to go with the people who are making you money and whatnot. But I just, the, the whole, like, wild card thing, it's like proving the point that they do not know what they're doing with two brands. Right. And and that way you're flexible, mm-hmm. right? The arg- one of the arguments of having two brands is that when you do the superstar shakeup, you get all these fresh ideas. There's no reason you can't get fresh ideas throughout the year. Like yeah. if you're feuding with someone for three months, when you go feud with someone new, it's going to be fresh no matter who it is. Yeah, you know. And so I I just it just feels to me like um, it's an antiquated model that. If they're not going to hold to... And I realize it's wrestling. I realize you can change anything. But there has to be some sort of structure built in. Or else it, it just feels like you're going to have people like us being like, wait, why are they doing that? Wait, what is the rule again? Right. right. And and my thought with um, splitting them up is you could consolidate titles and make titles seem more important. Because right now, like, there's so many titles, they just don't have the sort of importance yep. that they used to have. Like... You watch, I, I was looking at the card at WrestleMania 6 because I was like, if I remember correctly, there was only two title matches at WrestleMania 6 for a 15-match card. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Because you had two of the champions in the main event. and then you had Champion versus champion. Right. But, like, those those belts felt super important. Yeah. That, that demolition match felt like, if you go back and watch the way the crowd popped to that belt change. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, like, yeah. gigantic. It was huge. Yeah. So. I, I kind of love that idea, actually, because for a couple of reasons. One, it forces you to watch both shows. You don't pick your favorite, like, because you, you follow the same three or four people. But I would I would like that, especially if, like, it was sort of continuous, almost. So, like, if you saw somebody on mo- that week on a Monday, you probably weren't going to see them on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But you just would have to sort of tune in to see that. 
and I, I've com- I've complained enough about it on the show, but like these like Raw invades SmackDown, and SmackDown invades Raw, and then like half of them are invading each other the next year. Like it's it's kind of Survivor strange. Series means nothing yeah. because you have these two separate brands that sometimes people go between the two. Right. And the pride of Raw versus the pride of SmackDown means jack shit. Like, it just doesn't mean anything. Whereas the old Survivor Series matches, you had people who made sense, whether they were stables or, or feud, like, like sort of secondary feuds. Like, it made sense for them to be in the same matches, for the most part. Now you're making Survivor Series important again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I don't see... Yeah. I dig it. It's I funny. I, I dig it. As well, and I've always loved Survivor Series, but I was listening to an old episode of uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, and they were doing like a live watch along. And Bruce is like, I hate Survivor Series. And I was like, why? He goes, because it's heels versus faces. But there's only heels versus faces because the fans choose to root and boo for certain people. Like, mm-hmm. Hulk and Warrior aren't going to get together just because they're both like cheered by people. Like, the logic of, like, the 1990 one where they did the Grand Match of Survival, mm-hmm. like, who determines, who, you know, who's on what side, like, yeah. the column, because they never actually say in wrestling, like, oh, that's a good guy and that's a bad guy. It's just, you know, like, it's the Santa Claus effect. It's just a social contract that we decide yeah. upon when we watch it. Yeah. Um, so Survivor Series, at its core, never has made sense, as much as yeah. I love it. Yeah. When they do it right. But if you're going to have it, use it as a way to set up feuds, not just have this random night where you right. see people who have no relation to who they're fighting. Yeah. They, they, the, the Raw before Survivor Series is always the same boring mm-hmm. like invasion of mm-hmm. one show into the other. Right. And I don't know, it just it doesn't work for me personally. So yeah. I wonder how the, the network switch is going to be affected by will affect that you know will Fox want people from you know another network another company being promoted right it's going to be very if interesting I, if I were October. Fox or USA I would want flexibility like if yeah. if you set a, a defined roster and granted they'll make the change like if the network complains loud enough they'll make the change anyway but if you set a defined roster for each network mm-hmm. and one of the rosters isn't getting over you think the executives aren't going to be on the phone with McMahon yeah. and like what the hell Right. right, so like, like it would be like not having Austin on all your shows when he was going through his prime. Right, right. Yeah, imagine if the Attitude Era was like, oh, you're not going to see Steve Austin on Thursday because he's only. It wouldn't have gotten the ratings it got. Granted, they only have one show for a big part of it. But yeah. Like, still. Yeah. That's a great point. I dig it. Um, Did we cover? We covered my number five. Velveteen Dream gets called the Big League. So I'll throw it to you. My number five is kind of a mucky one, but um, you're going to reestablish meaning, consequences, and realism. Ah. Wins and losses are going to hurt a wrestler's chances at title matches. You're not going to lose a match and then the next week be like, oh, I'm going to be a title match now. Yeah, number one contender. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. I would would establish a top five for every championship. And have the matches that move them up and down the ladder, like it's like a college football ranking. Yeah, like like, yeah, like does I remember that. back in the day being a kid, like looking in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and they would have the rankings. Yeah. Be like who are the top ten guys for the WWF Championship? Yeah, and be like oh, well he just won at SummerSlam, so that's going to move him up. Like right. make that shit matter. 
disqualifications are actually going to happen and rules get adhered to. Mm -hmm. You know, if a closed fist is a disqualification or is illegal, then a closed fist is going to be illegal. Mm -hmm. Like, the Superman punch is a closed fist. (laughs) That's supposed to be illegal, goddammit. You know, (laughs) that feels a little too far for me. I, I see, get what you're saying. There but are like, some rules. I wish they, uh, like the tag teams, I wish they would make it so that they, like, they had to keep their hand on the turnbuckle as opposed right, to the, hold that tag rope right. or something. Like, so, like, if if a closed fist is an illegal move, like, either make Roman just do the spear or don't say closed fists are illegal. Yeah. Like, little things like that. I think do that's sti- the better answer. Do stipulations for a reason. Right. Not just be like, oh, we're going to have a cage match because, like, no. Like, with Miz and Shane, they're building it right. It's like, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this. Now we're going to have a cage match right. and put an end to it. Title matches and rematches, you know, all that shit, are not going to be handed up. You lost your belt? Well, guess what? You're going to have to earn your way back into the title scene, which they're start, starting to do a little bit, but we'll see. No more legends walking in and getting the title match for no reason. I'm still mad about The Rock getting the title <laughs> match at Royal Rumble. It's like five years ago. Um, suspensions are going to be treated like pro sports. If you're suspended on Raw, guess what? We're not going to see or hear from you for like until it's up. When Alex Rodriguez got popped for PEDs, guess where he wasn't? In the fucking dugout with the Yankees. Right, right. He was at home banging J-Lo <laughs> watching Fast and the Furious 9. Like <laughs> The same thing goes with like the guy's arrested or he's put in jail. He's not going to be in the front row because he bought a ticket to a sold-out show. Like... Stop. Basically, this is a stop insulting our intelligence list. Right, right. Um, if a guy bleeds, let him bleed. Don't be afraid to be unpredictable and make the viewer afraid to change the channel. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, here's a concept. Have a match end during a fucking commercial. Yep. Like, or right when they come back from break. It's like, finisher one, two, three. Yep. And if you turn the channel over to the Big Bang Theory, theory for a few minutes, set, guess what? Sorry, Charlie. You missed the end of the match. Yeah. Um, like little little stupid shit. Like, have you ever punched somebody in the face? No, actually. No. <laughs> well, have you ever like hit somebody and like it hurts your hand? Yeah. What's something that never happens? Punch, 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 punch. Ow, my hand right, hurts. Right, right. Like when they get up in the corner, do one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. The guy never like was like, wow, I just punched the guy in the skull ten times. My yeah. hand's fine. Like, right. I mean, again, I know I'm nitpicking things but it's right. like um, for our new listeners all of our new Facebook followers we had a whole episode about this actually I would say go back and listen to the top 10 least believable yes because <laughs> this, this this spawned from that um, right two more little points to it put more emphasis on selling to get the, over yes. the danger of moves like stop doing a move that like a, and popping up because if you stay down, a little kid's not going to do it to his brother. Right. Like, um, you know, pay attention to your history and your continuity. Yep. If Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins were feuding last week, don't put them in a tag team match this week. Yeah. And be like, oh, pay no attention to the match behind the curtain. That one drives me nuts. Right. When they, like, just ignore something that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, figure out a way, like, you imagine watching a movie where a plot point is just all of a sudden ignored or, like, completely gone. Yeah. You would be like, like, imagine if Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones did that. Yeah, right. Oh, wait, Game of Thrones does that. Game of Thrones <laughs> always does that. But you know what I mean, like, I, yeah. Yeah. I, the ranking system, I, 
I'd be interested in thinking more about that because on the one hand, I really like it. On the other hand, I worry that the rankings become more important than the sort of personal feuds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's uh, yeah. So... Well, we that, that I can actually... I can solve. You know, if it's a hot blood feud, this is an unsanctioned match. This this has no bearing on the ratings. Yeah. These two are going to go at it one-on-one. Um, one last thing about it. No more stupid run-ins resulting in a singles match becoming a tag match. Stop giving shit away for free. You know what? That's going to happen next week. So if you really want to see these four wrestle in a tag match now, mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to have to turn on next week. Or if you're coming, to the, if you want, if it's in your area, buy a ticket to see that match. Mm-hmm. No more shit being given up for free. So that is my long-winded number five. All right, number four. Um, so I, I can't even think of the crappy pay-per-views that are just random, like, like old-school No Mercy. Right, right. But change one of those to a tournament and give the tournament some stakes. So here, yeah. here's my thought. Seth Rollins always gets an injury and has to forfeit his title. <laughs> so when that happens, substitute in a tournament. But if not... Find a way to have sort of like the the finish where two guys are pinning each other at the same time, so now there's no champ. So now you're going to put the belt up for a tournament. Yeah. And my thought is to do that sometime between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. So what pay-per-views fall in there? TLC? Okay. Yeah, Survivor Series November, Jan- so it's usually TLC in December. Then there's no others nope. in there? Well, but fine. you can move t- TLC. TLC. Yeah, yeah. TLC is kind of boring. So, so whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Put the tournament in there, and then I would have Daniel Bryan win it because I think he is the best heel champion heading into WrestleMania to put over whoever else yeah. you're gonna, you know, fight against. And I know you're not gonna like this, but I would have Bryan versus Reigns because I think if there's any chance to ever get Reigns over, you need to put him up against someone like Bryan. Yeah. And and yeah. That, right and and yeah. You need to capitalize on sort of like the newfound appreciation we have for him because he went away. Yeah. They don't feel the, like there's a ton of stars on the roster. He feels like a star. Right. He's about to be in in that Hobbs and Shaw movie. Like, like I think like if you if you have a Brian versus Reigns that feels like an important title match that actually has two people who wrestle every week on the show, mm-hmm. and and I think they could have a good match because Brian can bring out a good match in anybody, and Reigns can go. I mean, yep. so that's my thought. Yeah, I like it. I do like it too. Brian would have to. Ha- the only worry I would have, yeah. he would have to have like monumental heat so that people don't just switch to root for him yeah. during the match. Yeah. But he could do it. He he, he can do that. Yeah, he's yeah. talented enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Speaking of Hobbs and Shaw, do you remember when the Fast and the Furious movies were just about driving fast and family? Like <laughs> now they're doing all sorts of wacky shit, jumping out of planes and punching Charlie's throne like. Yeah, the family. And fucking Paul Walker stole a DVD player or something. Like, <laughs> those movies have gotten out of control. I can't say I watched them, so I will, <sighs> I will defer yeah, to you. The people who love them love them, including friends of this podcast. We have a handful of friends of this. And I don't, I don't hate, like, they're fun, like, you know, they're not like Die Hard, but you know what I mean. They're just yeah. like fun, like, sit down and shut your brain off and enjoy the, the images. Sure. But like, the first... Four were about driving fast and stealing shit, and then then group would go with family. <laughs> now, the rocks jumping out of an airplane 
with Jason Statham. It's like, what the fuck happened? Tom Cruise is like, that's my corner. Yeah. <laughs> None of them run fast. Though. That's true. That's true. Well, how could you keep up with Cruise? So just, no one just can just outrun right. to marathon Boston Marathon winning Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> All right. Your number four. My number four. A man who I've been clamoring for forever. Dalton Castle yeah. signs with WWE, immediately is injected into you know, an intercontinental title feud or something like that. I would love to see him in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Um, he's number 15 in PWI's Top 500, former Ring of Honor champion. He brings the boys with him. Um, I don't know if you know Dalton Castle, Brian, but I think you would be a giant fan of his. I don't. So, when we're done recording, I'm going to show you a little bit of Dalton Castle and the boys, and he'll instantly become your new favorite wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. I think if, I, if I know you at all, yeah, I would, he will instantly become your favorite character in wrestling. I, I can see him like really getting under the skin of Kevin Owens. Uh, <laughs> and You're it, absolutely right. Yeah, that would be, to me, the money feud. Or, and they don't, probably don't even need a belt, to be honest, like we've talked about before. Um, he would, or he could fight, feud with the new Wyatt. He would beat the ever-loving shit out of the boys. Like, Owens would oh, just yeah. abuse them to a point where it would be like the time JBL beat the shit out of Hornswoggle in the cage. Like, it would get uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. And that, I, feel, I feel bad about how hard I laugh at that. It's like, it's bad. It's... So, you know me. My bar is pretty fucking high for as far as, like, what, like, upsets me and when it comes to wrestling. I, right. I put up with a lot. Yeah. That made me, like, I think I might have even changed the channel or, like, muted my television so I didn't have to hear it. <laughs> it was during the whole Vince's, like, Hornswoggle's dad thing. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that Finley was actually Hornswoggle's dad and they were, like, bamboo. They were Hornswoggling Vince. <laughs> um... So they had a Vince versus Hornswoggle cage match, and JBL came in and beat the like you know you remember in Austin Powers when like Mini Me got the shit beat out of him, it was like that. It was like like bad. Like just think of like the worst, like most uncomfortable, like American History X, like like just yeah, bad beatings, like yeah. just like kicking him in the face and just falling over, like. Like a kid's wrestling his pillow. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, ironically, if you were to ask Hornswoggle about it, and they probably have on these shoot interviews and stuff, probably, he, he probably loved it because yeah. he loved getting in the ring. Like, he was like, you know, the under the ring type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. All he wants to talk about is when he had the WLC match, which was actually a pretty damn the good The WLC match is fucking hilarious. And he just... It's it's one thing like I've learned is whoever gets around the ring wants to get in it, and I'm yeah. sure even though he got his ass kicked, he probably enjoyed it. Yeah. The rest of us, some of us enjoyed it. Some some it's, were squeamish. So, no, so it's one of those things that like I enjoyed to a point, and yeah. then it was just like, oh, yeah, it was, really, it was, uh, yeah. But then, so, but then, much like a, a South Park joke, it came back around, and I was like, ah, funny that again. is good again. Um, <laughs> So my number four branches out um, from my, you know, the the separation that I've been talking about. It kind of took, it kind of is the exact opposite of what you were just talking about. Um, we're going to keep Raw and SmackDown Live separate, but we're going to do it in a very specific way. We're going to 
make the pay-per-view, we're going to redo the pay-per-view calendar 100%. I'm all for that. So, there's, gonna, there's still going to be 12 events a year. Six are going to be multi-branded. And then the other six are going to be split up. Yeah. So, in so January... Um, so, yeah. one, it's two for Raw, two for SmackDown, and two for um, yeah. Women's Revolution. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, January we'll have the Royal Rumble. You know, uh, 15 guys from each show winning. Superstar closes WrestleMania. February, we have the Elimination Chamber for Raw. Um, or SmackDown, so that'll depend on who wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So if Raw wins the Rumble, SmackDown gets Elimination Chamber in February, vice versa. WrestleMania in March, no change. April will have extreme rules, and it'll be the, you know, the other one, Raw or SmackDown. May, we have the brand new format for Money in the Bank. So instead of doing your ladder matches for Money in the Bank... You're going to do the Lethal Lottery. Are you familiar with the Lethal Lottery? Mm-hmm. No. So Lethal Lottery is an old WCW concept where they take 32 wrestlers and they're randomly paired into tag teams. So you could have, like, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin teamed up. Mm-hmm. And so you take the 32 men, you put them into the random teams, and it's tag team matches. The winning team moves on. The remaining 16 wrestlers stay together for a second round of tag team matches. The final eight compete in a mini battle royal. The last two remaining go one-on-one for the Money in the Bank briefcase. So you gotta get along with somebody you hate, because all that shit's gimmicked. So, you know, Lashley and Balor would be teamed up. Exactly. Um, So that would be the May pay-per-view. June is Evolution Part 2, the, whim- the first women's pay-per-view of the year. Um, and then in July, I have a brand new concept. It's Put Up or Shut Up, WWE versus NXT. Fans would get to vote on the following matchups. You have your NXT champion against either the WWE or Universal champion. The North American champion against either the IC or US title, and you go all the way down the card. Cruiserweight champion versus the NXT fan vote. NXT Tag Champs against the Raw or SmackDown Tag Champs. The NXT UK Champs against the other Tag Team Champs, whichever one doesn't win the vote. You have triple threats. You absolutely could have triple threats. NXT Women's Champion versus the Wednesday Night Revolution Champion. NXT UK Champion versus a fan vote. And then you also have a brand supremacy battle royal. Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Now what will that do? What's the meaning behind all that? If you win your match and you're in NXT, you have three options. You can forfeit your championship, get called up immediately to the main roster, and have a championship match against the champion that you beat. So, let's use the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream wins the NXT world title. He goes on to wrestle the WWE champion at Put Up or Shut Up. If he wins the match, if he beats Seth Rollins... He has the option. Get called up, and at the next Raw pay-per-view, you get to wrestle Seth Rollins one-on-one for the Universal title. Your second option is stay with the brand, stay with NXT, but as soon as you lose your championship, you get called up right away. Um, the winner of the Brand Supremacy Battle Royal gets called up, and you take all the losers 
that the main, all the guys on the main roster that lost, and you do a fan vote, and whoever gets the lowest amount of votes gets demoted. So if you're on the main roster and you're a top dog, you got to prove your shit. If you lose, you might get called back. You might get sent down. Yeah, Premier League yeah. stuff. You make this the only <laughs> time of the year that call-ups happen. No more of this, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, it's going to happen because it's what the fans want and mm-hmm. think they deserve. Guess what? All you deserve is matches when you go to the show. We're not going to give it to you because that's how you want it anymore. Um... August, we have... So this is the only time where there's back-to-back all-brand championship matches. Uh, August, we have SummerSlam, a clash of the champions. All the Raw champions against all the SmackDown champions in one-on-one matches. Um, And the show that... And again, going back to consequences and why does anything mean... Why does this all mean anything? Mm -hmm. The show that wins the most matches gets to steal from the uh, other roster. So... If Raw wins four out of, you know, four or five out of the six matches, or however you would split it, I only have six, so you'd have to add a seventh match just for best four out of seven. They could be like, all right, we're taking Finn Balor from SmackDown. And now they have somebody else. September, Raw gets Fall Brawl with the War Games. October, SmackDown gets Hell in a Cell. November is Survivor Series. And again, you do... Champions versus champions. All five champions on Raw versus all five champions on SmackDown. Five women against five women. Five tag. Da, 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 da. Um, and then at the end, you have an intergender match of survival. All the survivors from Raw against all the survivors from SmackDown. Winning team gets number 30 in the Rumble for both brands. And then December would be another women's pay-per-view. I called it Proving Ground because I couldn't come up with a clever name. I like it. That sounds like a WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah. Proving grounds. Nice. But that way, when they when they inter intermingle, it means something. There's consequences to losing, and there's reward for winning. Okay. I, I, I dig it. Nice. That's yeah. You said a mouthful, but uh, I uh, I like it. I always say a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> we got three left. I have what three are those, mouthfuls. What are those delicious looking sweet treats right there. Those are cupcakes that Julian and Diane made. You're welcome yeah. to have one when we're <laughs> done recording. Amazing. It might be soft enough. I'm like completely distracted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So number three, it's vanilla cupcakes. I mean, uh, sorry. Um, V a n i l l a. New wrestler, vanilla cupcake. Um, He's like the glass Joe of WWE. Yeah. All right. um, My number three. So they start. WWE starts to announce who their Hall of Fame candidates are and they announced The Undertaker okay signaling the end of The Undertaker's career right so The Undertaker comes out he's standing in the ring and it's like they got the thing Wrestlemania like like a Hall of Fame banner Taker Taker Hall of Fame right something something like that and Undertaker just like is saluting the crowd and then the lights go out okay and then in the ring is Kane in his Kane outfit with the mask laying down like someone laid him out like basically signaling a threat to the Undertaker right lights go out again they come back on and Demon Balor is standing right in front of the Undertaker Ah. Demon Balor versus Undertaker at Wrestlemania and uh, I don't know I just think it would be a cool sort of last match for the Undertaker to have and you could either you know you could either put Demon Balor over because he's 
Right? He's undefeated, I think. Mm -hmm. Demon Balor has never right. lost a match. And Finn or, is another story. Or The Undertaker beats the Demon, right? Like, yeah. it's like a really cool sort of... Um, My number one is very Undertaker-related. Oh, okay. Um, it's similar to what you're saying, but my craziness goes a whole lot deeper. But I, re I really like that concept. Yeah. I won't say anything on Finn. I'll let you cover more. All I was going to say is that Undertaker, as a pro, is probably going to put somebody over going out. Right. Um, but then maybe he won't retire again. I thought he, he is, but maybe, maybe subsequently, like, the surprise factor of having him win his last match. Yeah. And who knows, it might not be his last match. But you know yeah, what I mean, right, right, right. right. The mayor gets involved. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mayor of Knoxville! <laughs> Good God Almighty! You wouldn't even have to have a bikini because he's in the ring so for so small. Or right. you could, you could, and you could have, you know, Kane versus Finn Balor or something between WrestleMania and whatever that announcement. Yeah, yeah you could do all kinds of stuff. I got plenty of time. Nice. nice. Ah, my number three. He nearly signed with WWE, and I wish he did because I think it's time. Kenny Omega. Hmm. He, his feud with Jericho, of course, was fantastic. Um, he was number one in the latest PWI rankings of top 500 wrestlers. Best in the world. Um, sorry, CM Punk and Shane McMahon. Um, he had a seven-star match, according to Dave Meltzer. Fuck Chris, Dave Meltzer. Chris's favorite. <laughs> with Okada in Japan. He's a New Japan champ. Uh, New Japan Intercontinental champ. And... Just all around uh, entertaining, great in the ring and entertaining um, outside of it as well. And there would be significant hype if he came to WWE yeah. as well. You can't underestimate that. It would right. be like Jericho level when he came in, right? You know, that's that's a great uh, comparison, and and I think he would just immediately be injected into the title scene. Um, you know, he could feud with AJ Styles or Rollins or anybody. So. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. My number three, Andrade becomes yes. the face of SmackDown Live. Um, Andrade wins Money in the Bank 2019. Okay. You know, and just allow him to constantly be in the back of the champion's mind. You're not going to do any of this. Brian's least favorite thing. I tried to cash in, but somebody attacked me, so I didn't cash in. Because it's <laughs> the stupidest thing. If you choose to cash in, you cash in. If somebody interferes, tough fucking luck. Um... You know, so you just have Andrade continue to win matches and prove on his stock while constantly... And I wrote this before Tuesday night. He said this line Tuesday night, but I wrote this four weeks ago. Declaring himself, Senor Dinero El Blanco. Well, Blanco, excuse me. Because that would be Mr. Money White. Blanco would be Mr. Money White, but Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, or Blanca would be a Street Fighter character. That's right. Yeah. With electricity. <laughs> So, um, during your highly contested match of the year candidate uh, contest of Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, you have him cash in by pinning Bryan in what will be billed as the Steel Heels, Heel Daniel Bryan's last opportunity at Kofi. Like, Bryan gets a couple of rematches, a couple of rematches, this is your last shot, and he loses. That is a three-pronged effect. Makes Andrade look super strong by defeating future Hall of Famer Daniel Bryan. Keeps Kofi's story alive and sets up an automatic feud because he didn't lose. And it puts the, that crybaby heel Daniel Bryan in the picture 
because his one-on-one -on -one opportunity was changed to a triple threat match, and he campaigns for a rematch. You have Andrade hold the title all the way through, nearly losing at SummerSlam. Um, oh, excuse me. Holding the title for nearly a year, losing SummerSlam 2020 um, against the newly minted made man who will be part of my number one. Right, so Andrade wins the title this year and holds it all the way through to SummerSlam 2020. Um, Fox, <laughs> Fox loves the Hispanic market too, like, right. and, and um, you know, making Andrade your centerpiece mm -hmm. of the, the of the show on the Fox Network um, makes a whole lot of sense. Don't don't make, but don't make that like why he's there, like they tried right. to do with Alberto Del Rio. You make so the way I word it is: don't make him a Hispanic star. Mm -hmm. Make him a star that happens to be Hispanic, like Eddie. Yeah, I've been saying for months. Make him Eddie. Yeah. Um, so that's my number three. Yeah, that's, I love it. It shows you how much Chris loves Andrade. By the way, I mean that he put a lot of thought into this, obviously, for him to be number three. Uh, Chris, if there was stock to buy in Andrade, Chris would be the number one. I'd have, I'd, <laughs> ha I'd have beachfront property <laughs> all over the world on my Andrade stock because I, I believe in him. Yeah, you know. Tenfold. Mm -hmm. Sweet. All right, you're really not going to like my number two because it involves two people you don't like. Oh, it's <laughs> The Rock and John Cena. Here no, we go. No, 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 no. Bret Hart. Um, so what what I'd like to do is at Survivor... Again, I'm using Survivor Series as like a kickoff to stuff because mm -hmm. I feel like it hasn't been used in an effective way. So at Survivor Series... Um, you have a match where it's like Bailey and Becky and a few others against Charlotte and her team. And they can be the current, think of current healed rosters and face rosters. So Natalia's in there, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, right? Whoever, Lacey Evans, whoever you want to put in there. And it gets to uh, the only. So first off, Bailey wins Money in the Bank. Okay. okay. So she holds it. And it's interesting how like a lot of our ideas have people holding the Money in the Bank for a while. Because I, think, I hate when they turn it in the same day. It yeah, takes all the fun yeah, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a cool tool for anticipation, which wrestling often lacks. Right. Right. So anyway. Right. Um, so Bailey wins it. She still has it at Survivor Series. So now you have Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte in the ring. The final three left in the match. Okay. So Bailey and Becky on the same team, Charlotte, and uh, pick one to be in the ring, Bailey, or doesn't matter who. And all of a sudden, the four horsewomen of UFC uh, come out. Yes. Right? And in that moment, the match almost doesn't matter because they all go at it, right? And Charlotte joins forces with, with Becky and Bailey, and so, right, that all happens. And then later on, Sasha has a run-in where she, you know, comes, comes and joins back. forces. So now you have the four of them. So what they decide is to, to have the Survivor match that they never were able to have at the Royal Rumble. The stipulation being that the, the Survivors get to enter the Rumble. Okay. So, you know, they're not all in the Rumble. And uh, so... Um, Bailey... Um, gets eliminated, right? And 
uh, who has? I'm trying to think who has the title. So maybe that title's off Becky at, at this point. Mm-hmm. So Bailey gets eliminated first, and then it's down to like Sasha. And Becky's already got a title, so she's been eliminated because you don't need to keep her around. Okay. So then it's Sasha and Rousey are the last two left. And Bailey comes out and cheap shots Sasha for leaving her. Like after After Mania. After okay. Mania. So she nice. turns on her. And Bailey goes heel. Um and so let's say uh, Becky's lost the belt to pick a person. Doesn't matter who. But somebody on Alexa. Yeah, sure, Alexa. So Bailey cashes in, wins the title from Alexa, and now you have Bailey versus Sasha for the title. Rousey wins because Bailey helped her win. She wins the Rumble, and now you have Rousey versus Becky, and that sets up your two. That's where you lose me, Ronda winning the Rumble. Right. <laughs> I knew it would happen. Yeah. I was waiting for it. I was yeah, like, this. Right. I was like, man, this all sounds pretty good. Right. But like, I think I, you know, like they, the payoff of Rousey versus Becky one on one is what I think. Ultimately, like they introduced Charlotte into it, but I think ultimately the people want to see is one-on-one. Yeah. Just the two of them. No fluky finishes. Yeah. yeah. Like this is it. And and then you also pay off the, the Sasha uh, Bailey thing that you've been teasing for so long. And I think Bailey would be really fun as a heel. Like I yeah. and I'd I'd like to see it now again. Like slapping the blow up balloon. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe she changes her look. She comes out with a knife and just cuts them. Right, that would exactly. Be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you can so many things you could do. And I I know you're not a fan of her, but if Sasha came back, she, especially if she waited that long, she would get a she would yeah. get a pop. Oh, yeah. Right, and so now all of a sudden you're paying off this thing that you've been teasing for forever. Right, and. And you have two really solid title matches. I like that. And then, to sort of put a cap on all this, the third match that comes out of this is um, Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler in an ODQ at WrestleMania. That would be really good. Right. Yeah, I like that. Because the other thing you could do, by the way, is you could have Bailey and Sasha team up to fight against, uh, what are the other two? Marina Sharif and Jessamine Duke. Right, and have them fight in like a tag title match. Yeah. And you could have Bailey turn on Sasha then. Yeah. Right, you could do all kinds of things yeah. with it. So, yeah. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. I, I really like the, um, and we've seen so many feuds between like the six or seven women that are kind of running the show now to inject like three or four more people and have them be legit. Right, all right, my number two, uh, Samoa Joe. We've talked a lot about on the show. I don't think he's been booked great. Um, he really hasn't had a WrestleMania moment yet. He, just, you know, we had that ten-second match with Rey Mysterio. Right. I would love to see him in next year's WrestleMania against Mr. Jay Lethal. Yes. That machismo, huh? Whichever, uh, whether he's impersonating Ric Flair or Randy Savage, Jay Lethal is, what I wrote, is perhaps the most accomplished wrestler who has not wrestled in WWE. Two-time Ring of Honor champ, their third Triple Crown champ, six times TNA X Division champ, ranked as high as number five in the PWI Top 500 in 2016. His feud with Flair is fantastic. Um, you know, and him up with, with Joe would be awesome. Yeah, and, you know they have history and and, and all that stuff. Right. Um, and I think he just sort of like Omega, 
Um, it, it's time for them to come to WWE and, and have that AJ Styles like run, I So I was at a Ring of Honor show many, many, many moons ago. I'm going to say Valentine's Day 2004. Mm. And Lethal's from Jersey mm-hmm. originally. And so we were sitting third row. Uh, entrance ramp side. So we are right at, right next to the entrance ramp. They were doing the pure wrestling title tournament. Fi- tournament. Um, Punk versus AJ was the main event. But in between that was Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal, who wasn't going by Jay Lethal at the time. I think he was still in Special K for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And Lethal's parents were sitting about two rows behind us, and Joe was ripping into him like no nobody's way. business. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, bring them in too. I would love it. And yeah. like, whenever they rip on family, like Mrs. Dad has become a whole thing. I, you know. I mean, I'm the bar set it. pretty high with ripping on family with the King and right. and Bobby Heenan and, and <laughs> Brett's parents. <laughs> right, but it, you know, it always gets over. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried that my number two might blow up your number one. Um, nope. They have nothing to do. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow. I thought for sure they would be on your list. All right, my number two, the Undisputed Era takes over Mm -hmm. both brands. Uh, We start with the debut episode on Fox um, of SmackDown Live. In the main event, Andrade, who has already cashed in, is wrestling Kofi Kingston one-on-one. This is that rematch that I teased in my number three. Okay. Ideally, the bell is about to ring at like 940, 945. So the fans are like, all right, we're going to have like a 20-minute match to end out, you know, end the show. Cool. Um, all of a sudden, Adam Cole, baby, mm-hmm. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong hit the ring, taking out Big E and Xavier Woods, because ideally they're still with Kofi at this time. Then they hit the ring, um, taking out Kofi, while Andrade just kind of watches on. They're like, alright. He's like, yeah, alright, cool. We're off from NXT. Awesome. Then they take out Andrade, lay him out. We cut to the back to see that the locker room doors have been barricaded by some unknown force. So it's like, why isn't anybody coming out to help? Yeah. They're all, no one can get out of the locker room. How has it never happened before? Maybe it has, and I just don't remember. The NWO used to like yeah. do it, but not to this level. Um, and so then, then they, st- they start to tear apart the arena like the Nexus did when they debuted. They take out McGinnis, they take out Phillips, they take out Saxon. They tear the ring apart. They beat up the refs. Security. If anybody's on, if anybody's on this side of the barricade, you know they're fair game. So, timekeepers, ring announcers, you know, the the guy that goes one fall, one fall. Everybody, they're 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 going to get the shit beat out of them. Monday, we see that there's extra security all over the building because we don't know where or when these four guys are going to hit again. So we have a. Women's championship match, Alexa Bliss versus Ruby Riot. And all of a sudden, much like Brian said, out come Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir, who Marina's actually married to Roderick Strong. So there's a connection okay. there. Nice. They come out wearing Undisputed Era t shirts and, and armbands. And then they beat the shit out of everybody. You know, they, yeah. they, they beat up JoJo, and they beat up all the women. And, you know, so now. So now, for the next couple of weeks, Raw, Wednesday Night Revolution, NXT, and SmackDown, nobody's safe. These seven 
hitting the ring, taking out everybody. No gender is safe anymore because right. they're a mixed group. Um, so we fast forward to Hell in a Cell. We hear nothing from them the entire show. The entire roster, you know, everybody's on edge. Raw, SmackDown, Wednesday, you know, the Re- Revolution. They're all on high alert. You know, we're going to get together for once and take out these seven assholes who keep ruining our day. Um, so during the Raw main event for the uh, Undisputed Championship, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, Undisputed Era comes out from underneath the ring because, you know, the cell isn't up yeah. against the ring. It's yeah. around ringside. So... Um, they, you know, the seven of them jump in, mm-hmm. but the ladies get a few shots in too, and they just leave those two lying. Once again, we cut backstage. Locker locker rooms are locked again, and we don't know why. Next night on Raw, everybody's there. Raw and SmackDown, they're all in the ring. Be like, enough is enough. We're we're settling this now. Undisputed Era's music hits. All seven come out in street clothes. They stop. Maybe one of these. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we hear, Ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow. my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the brand rating, universe-destructing, unstoppable, undisputed era. The WWE Universe drove Brock Lesnar away, and I promised you I would be back <laughs> to seek my revenge for my clients. You don't have to worry about call-ups, Superstar shakeups, Raw versus SmackDown, or anything like that. Because from this point forward, you're all on notice. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, mm-hmm. Women's Revolution, mm-hmm. nobody's safe. Seth Rollins, you're first. Because you took the title away from us. You're first. Andrade, you'll be next. Because we're taking the WWE title, too. And everybody in between, you're all in trouble. It's not a promise. It's not a prediction. It's not a spoiler. It's undisputed. Ah. Mic drop. Raw's over. Nobody's safe. Nice. Wow. You know that WWE just lost a couple writers. Uh, (laughs) I have a master's degree in in higher education if you guys are interested. Hey, it's uh, it's worth sending them some some thoughts, you know? That's how I get... Those four up, and that's that's only my number that's two. That's pretty great. Wow, I like it. Yeah, didn't uh, one of the writers quit during the Hall of Fame ceremony? I read yeah, that recently. He really? Was, he, yeah, he was pissed about. Uh, it somehow got past. Uh, Bret Hart actually thanked Vince McMahon in his speech, and it's, it, that's a no-no apparently. Um, so there was a big hubbub about it, and he was just like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." So why is that a no-no? Because Vince doesn't cool. want. Any attention during the Hall of Fame? He's like, it's about you guys. Don't don't thank me. Right. Yeah, and that the the thought was that like it could have got they could have molded over and it, he would have been fine, but he he was not happy, so that he just said, forget it. That that tells me he was looking for a reason to quit. Yeah, that's probably true. He was probably unhappy to begin with, and he's right. like, all right, I I have no interest in sticking around. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a stupid rule, but at the same time, I kind of get it. It's like it's not about me, guys. Like, thank me backstage. You don't need to. Right. They know I'm in charge. Yeah, like, they thank everybody. I mean, it's like not thanking the producer of your movie if you're a director. Right. Right. I mean, DX turned around and said it 50 right. times because right. Vince isn't gonna yell at Triple H. So, right. Um, but yeah. All right. Yeah. It's All right. number one time. Yeah. So my this is the whole thing that sort of 
So I was hoping, and I, I realize you guys held off for me to do this, so I appreciate that. But we, if we had done this closer to WrestleMania, this might have a little more bit more impact as a number one before the shakeup. No, no, nothing to do with anything that's happened since. Okay. But because of WrestleMania fatigue, so my number one is make WrestleMania two days. Yeah. Instead yes. of one eight million hour day, <laughs> make it two days. Think about like really cool music festivals. You have a headliner one day, you have a headliner another day. Yeah. Right. Like you could make a whole weekend out of it. You still have NXT on Friday. You could do the Hall of Fame during the day, like a brunch or something. Right. But like. You you have a raw day and SmackDown day, or, or no? Because you're, you're, no. you're split, you're getting rid of that. But you, yeah. you could do it that way. But I'm just thinking you have these are the matches that are going to happen on Saturday. These are the matches that are going to happen on Sunday. There'll be two four hour shows, and show up both days. You get two gates, so you get that much more money in terms of yeah. gate. You already have the arena set up. Who's not like what arena is not going to want to sell out two nights in a row? Right. You you have a bunch of people who aren't fatigued, so the crowd will have energy throughout it. You have the ability to space out your matches and give them a little bit more time, right? Instead of having to like rush through certain matches, hell, make it two five-hour days. That's still better than what we have today, right. you know. And 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 like imagine like the debates. What what WrestleMania day is going to be better, Saturday or Sunday? What day are you looking forward to more, right? You win the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, it just I, I don't see how it wouldn't work and it, it like for a company that's always been willing to try new things was starting back at WrestleMania 2 yeah like why not give it a shot and see yeah. how it goes and like people who go to WrestleMania complain about how tired they get yeah and you save your best match till the end when no one has any energy yeah and the crowd's gassed for some of the biggest moments of the year. Right. That's a great point. And if you have a really great match in mid-card like you did this year with Kofi, how's anything supposed to happen that? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if the Kofi-Daniel Bryan match closed out Saturday. Right. And then you start Sunday fresh with, what followed it? Was, wasn't it AJ and... Um, AJ and Orton was the second match on the card. Um, so there was a really... There was a match that should have been a lot more exciting... Follow that follow yeah. the Triple Kofi H Batista match. maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll have it in a second. But nonetheless, yeah. you get the point. Like yeah. you gain the energy back by not some uh, the one minute Samoa Joe and Ray was next. Okay, remember how like drawn out Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre felt? Like which was the one after that. Triple right. H Batista felt long. Right. Just like it was so tiring. Yeah, it takes out like when you're like. Praying for matches to end, um, just because you want to get a decent night of sleep. I think it's, I think you're dead on. Um, I, I do worry that the Hall of Fame kind of gets bumped, which is fine. I think they can find a different. Bump time NXT, fucking NXT. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. From I would say that, but from your mouth, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm, I'm fine with doing the um, Hall of Fame's more important than NXT. Hall of Fame on Friday night, um, and I'm. 100%. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't move NXT. I would, I would, or, I would make the Hall of Fame a day thing, like yeah. at 11 a.m. Saturday, yeah. Saturday or, or Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Give NXT takeovers are usually four matches, maybe five. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna make Mania two days, give NXT guys a, a chance to shine and put their matches on Saturday. Or, yeah. or as part of Mania, or, yeah. or even better, do less Hall of Fame inductees every year. 
and let them have like two inducted on Saturday during WrestleMania and they get their speech on WrestleMania and two inducted on Sunday and they get their speech on WrestleMania. So now it's not just like, here are the Hall of Famers, you know? You could do So yeah, you could figure that. I, if that's if that's your biggest concern, you can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or move your Hall of Fame induction to mid year, or like what, whatever. Yeah. No, Can I agree. Take a Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, the, the WrestleMania is becoming an endurance. SummerSlam is not far behind. Yeah, Rumble yeah. yeah. was not that much better. Right. It's, it's um. No, they got to do something about it. Yeah. It's like baseball and the pitch clock. Like yeah, you about. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's been my that's like my favorite idea of all of this. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great no, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love it for sure. Yeah. I'm on board. Uh, my number one um, what I would do this year thing. <laughs> my number one this year thing. I right. like it. We should have broken it's this actually, episode up into two parts. <laughs> <laughs> this actually for a three guy episode, this actually isn't that yeah. That um, off top, you know, off kilter. It's two hours and five minutes, so that's right, right on. Well, we haven't got to your number one yet. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so my number one is actually technically not this year. It would be next year, and when number thirty counts down in a Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Royal Rumble. Buzzer <laughs> hits exactly. By the way, Daniel Bryan's still champion, and will carry it till WrestleMania. Okay. And or or champion at this yeah, yeah. time. Um, and Living Color hits oh. <laughs> and the only reason I even bring this up is because and this is of course me and CM Punk is coming yes. back and we'll win the Rumble and feud with Daniel Bryan oh, yes. in the main event um, I wouldn't even list this because I thought it was too unrealistic. Too unrealistic Sadly, that's the most unrealistic out of the thirty things we've come <laughs> up with. And, well, I, and I've got and I've got fucking redoing, changing your pay per view format, and so having women beat up Finn Balor. Like, well, um, well, I, what I would say to that is, he showed up. He supposedly showed up at this indie event in like yeah. Ohio or whatever the hell it was yeah. wearing a mask and then wore the same sweatshirt at some event later that night mm-hmm. um so where there's smoke this fire type thing and I do think eventually if and when Vince um retires he probably won't retire when Vince leaves us dies you can yeah. say dies because that's when he'll dead. leave when he's right. when he's dead right there, I think that there's a chance of him potentially coming back if that were to happen somewhat soon. Not that I'm wishing death on anybody, but I do think that there's a potential that he he eventually wrestles again. And I think him versus Daniel Bryan would be You're fucking fantastic. awesome. Yeah, You're fucking awesome. That would be great. Like I, he's of that generation of guys: the the Joes, the Styles, the Daniels, the the you know. The, Seth Rollins, um, the, the Daniel Bryan's, Kevin Owens. Well, not Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a little later. Bryan's the only guy I haven't seen him wrestle. Like I saw him wrestle AJ Styles. Yeah. I saw him wrestle Samoa Joe three or four times. Like shit's unbelievable. Those, they put on unbelievable matches. Yeah. And Punk versus Daniel Bryan would be unbelievable. Then 
the, the guy who's all about Mother Earth about, against yeah. the guy who won't drink or do drugs, I feel like they would be a perfect tag team. Yeah, that's true. I'm vegan and I don't drink. <laughs> I hope AJ Lee comes with them in your scenario. Yeah, that would be great too. I miss AJ Lee. She was great. She would be great in this era. Yeah. Like, she'd be phenomenal, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, All right boys. Boy can dream. All right, boys. <laughs> set your set your alarm clocks. <laughs> My number one is very similar to your number three. Announce and establish the Undertaker farewell tour. Mm-hmm. So around SummerSlam or Survivor Series... jerseys like Dwayne Wade. A little bit. <laughs> around Survivor Series... Or SummerSlam, right in that you know that time period, Undertaker comes out and says, "2020 will be 30 years since he debuted in WWE," and he thinks it's time that that final bell tolls. Something you know, something fucking cheesy and death related. Um, and at WrestleMania 36, I will step into the ring one final time. So I would actually I would do this at SummerSlam to make my timeline work. Over the next few weeks, you know, we get stories and segments about his career. And, you know, he would wrestle you know, more frequently than he has recently mm-hmm. against, you know, classic people that he's wrestled. Um, and because he's not exclusive to one brand, he can hop, you know, he can, he can appear at a house show, he can appear on NXT, he can appear anywhere, but you don't advertise his appearances. Mm-hmm. Boom, gong, lights go out, oh my God, The Undertaker's here. Yeah. Um, wrestlers from past, present, and future, a.k.a. NXT, start coming out and stepping up to the plate, being like, I want to be the one to put Undertaker down for good. You know? Nice. Um, and so from Survivor Series, so from the Monday after Survivor Series, all the way up until the February pay-per-view, we have a massive company-wide 64-man tournament. <laughs> eight from Raw, eight from SmackDown. Uh, that nuts. That number's not right. Sixteen from Raw, sixteen from SmackDown, sixteen from NXT, and sixteen legends put into their own brackets. Holy shit! Legends. Yep. And so this is this is how that breaks down. <laughs> I'm not gonna say how they win, but the SmackDown bracket. He's got brackets. I have brackets. <laughs> Alistair Black beats Ali. Owens beats Hardy. Balor beats Apollo Cruz. Daniel Bryan beats Xavier Woods. Roman beats Big E, Shane beats Chad Gable, Orton beats Elias, Kofi beats Buddy Murphy. Alistair Black beats Owens, Balor beats Bryan. That one was a mm-hmm. fucking match of the year, by the way. Wow. Roman beats Shane, Kofi beats Elias, Black beats Balor, Roman beats Kofi. So Alistair Black and Roman Reigns are the last two for this SmackDown bracket. That's important. Velveteen Dream... Beats Angelo Dawkins. Matt Riddle beats Kona Reeves. Pete Dunne beats Kyle O'Reilly. Cassius Ono beats Walter. Adam Cole, baby, beats Fabian Archer. (laughs) Tyler Bate beats Danny Burch. Gargano beats Cesar Bononi. Chiampa beats Bobby Fish. Dream over Riddle. Dunne over Ono. Cole, baby, over Tyler Bate. Um, Gargano and Ciampa are a draw. That way Adam Cole... Goes right to the finals of I the NXT have to bracket. Do a draw. Right. I like it. And so then wrestling So then Velveteen <laughs> Dream beats um, Pete Dunne to get Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole in the finals of the NXT conference, you know, region. The Elite Eight. The region. Yes, in the Elite Eight. <laughs> the Legends bracket. We bring back as many Imagine people. the betting that would go on. Oh, this, this would be, be beautiful. March Madness. I do so we yeah. bring back as many people. That are legends that the Undertaker has faced 
that I can put on a halfway decent match. Um, we bring back Sting. Sting's going to come out of retirement for his shot at The Undertaker. Wow. The match we never got. Sting beats Kevin Nash, wow. who The Undertaker beat at WrestleMania 12. The Big Show, who beat Undertaker mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, who lost to Undertaker at WrestleMania 19, beats Christian. Mm. Christian never had his one-on-one match. He wants a shot. Mm-hmm. HBK beats Batista. DDP beats Jake Roberts. Wow. They're yoga buddies. Oh, wow. Jake Roberts wrestled The Undertaker at yeah. WrestleMania, so he comes out for it. Triple H you think beats... Jake Roberts can go? He'll, he'll go in, take a diamond cutter, and it'll be a, won't be a long match. <laughs> Triple H beats Sid. That's right. What? Sid comes back. Wow. Kane beats Scott bullshit, Hall. Bullshit. Jeff Jarrett beats the A-Train. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Wait, 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 hold on. Jeff Jarrett beats A-Train? Yep. <laughs> WrestleMania opponent. So every in every one of these brackets, one of them was a WrestleMania okay. opponent. Kurt Angle beats Mark Henry. Sting beats Big Show. HBK beats DDP. So we're getting HBK versus Sting for the first time ever. Wow. Triple H beats Kane. Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle, which there's history there. Yeah. Kurt Angle wins. Wow. Sting pins Shawn Michaels. Wow. Triple H beats Angle. And Sting versus Triple H ends in a draw. So that's very important. Sting, Triple H ends in a draw. Yes. Okay. Some people will say because Triple H never puts anybody over. <laughs> but no, there's a reason for it. Okay. Rob Rackett, Owen, uh, Joe over Hawkins, Cedric Alexander over Zack Ryder, Rey Mysterio over, over Occam, Braun Strowman over Razor, Bray Wyatt over Bo Dallas, Battle of the Brothers, Sami Zayn over Curt- Curtis Axel, AJ Styles over Bobby Lashley, The Miz over Baron Corbin, Joe over Alexander, Braun over Ray, Wyatt over Zayn, Styles over Miz. Joe beats Braun. Uh, AJ Styles beats Bray Wyatt. So now we're down to six. Okay. And because of the... We're down to seven. Legends. We're down to six. We're down to six. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Roman Reigns, Velveteen Dream, and Adam Cole. Because Sting and Triple H was a draw. So we take these six. And Vince comes out and he goes, Well, next week's Elimination Chamber. If you really want to beat The Undertaker, you're going to have to earn it. So you take those six, you nice. put them into the Elimination Chamber, because there's not going to be any buys. No one's getting a buy into the next round. Right. You're going to earn this win. Alistair Black pins all five of them. What? <laughs> wow. Estab- you know, establishes himself. Holy smokes. Alistair Black <laughs> defeats The Undertaker at WrestleMania 36. Wow. And then... From WrestleMania 36 until SummerSlam, he's got those bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And then, as I said, my number three, the made man is going to walk into SummerSlam and beat Andrade for the WWE title. Wow. 2020 is the year of black. Wow. I didn't know you were that high on Alistair Black. <laughs> um, I think he's got the potential to be really good. Yeah. And I think this kind of thing, you know, he's got the kind of gimmick that would Makes work, sense. just like you said, with the demon and the Undertaker. Um, you know, he's got the kind of look where it, he could get over. And if you have him beat Roman, Adam Cole, baby, the Velveteen Dream, Samoa Joe, and another guy, uh, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, baby, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles, that maybe, okay, him pitting all six isn't realistic, so take that. No, 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 I like it. But he wins that match with. All those guys in there, and he becomes a made man. And I, yeah. He, he gets his title shot at SummerSlam against 
Andrade. Wow. So that's that's how I do that. Somebody over. Oh yeah. <laughs> Strap a rocket ship to his back and wow. off he goes. I like the idea of the Undertaker retirement tour though. If, yeah. if he was kind of truly retired, right? Yeah, this would be it. This would be the end. Yeah, and I love the I love tournaments in general. Me too. They're so, they're, they're fucking yeah. great. They Making don't do 128 as far as I'm concerned. So the, the <laughs> I I would have made it even more, but I had a really hard time a coming up with like because the natural progression would be 32 in each one. Right. I had I had trouble coming up with another 16 guys in NXT right. without like signing people. Right. And trying to think of 16 retired guys that are on good terms with WWE that can walk yeah, right. is not the easiest thing as <laughs> oh, well. You have Jake Roberts in a match, so... <laughs> He's moving pretty good. He could take a diamond cutter. Yeah. Because um, then it's like, you know, Edge isn't coming out of retirement. He right. can't move. Right. Well, he can move, but like he takes one bad bump mm-hmm. and he's paralyzed. So it was in, you know... Cody Rhodes, Goldust, and yeah. none of them are coming in. And then, yeah. are we going to put our truth in a fucking tournament to wrestle The Undertaker? No! Um, so, yeah. That's my wow. number one. I like it a lot. This I was like a fun it. one. This, uh, yeah. A lot of good ideas that they'll never do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for the four horsewomen thing. That's going to happen for I sure. Hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just a matter of how they do it. So I did IC Champs last week. Do you have a topic for us for episode 30? Well, I have some honorable mentions. Oh, the honorable. I didn't even do honorable mentions yeah, for either. this. I was so focused I on... I actually have what my WrestleMania card would be for 36. Wow. Sort of. Sort of. Well, we'll call yeah, that your we'll, honorable mention. Let's, yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's yeah, hear your WrestleMania 36 card. All right, so obviously some of, them, some of them I've already done. And I, I this isn't a full card. This is just matches I'd like to see. Yep. So McIntyre Black Dream uh, for the World Heavyweight title, Reigns versus Bryan for the Universal title, uh, Rollins versus Miz in some way, shape, or form. They always do good, yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, Undertaker versus Demon Finn Balor, uh, Ricochet versus Joe. I just think the juxtaposition of their two styles would be really be very good. Um, and then the three, Rico Chet, like we, the like three, we like to call them. The three women's <laughs> matches that I brought up. So yep. Becky, Becky versus Rousey, Bailey versus Sasha, and Shayna versus Charlotte with no DQ. I so, like that. And then the Battle Royal. We'll figure out who nice. you want the tag team match to be. You know, right. go from there. I'd you, could, you could also pair up the Usos versus whoever, you know, Rowan and somebody else. It's Brian's stipulation. So now yeah. Reigns has, like, backup for when Brian brings his cronies along. Yeah. I like it. So. Yeah. I'd watch that over two days. Yeah. Yeah. Split it up. Um, my honorable mentions are just people that I want them to sign. It's like, the rest, almost the whole list I had besides call-ups. Um, Young Bucks. Although... So in your world, all elite wrestling fails. <laughs> Pete's not going to be happy yeah, with you Right, yeah You're taking the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega away from him <laughs> yeah. Hey, money talks that's, that's 75% of the head of their company Yeah, hey Well, that's kind of why I left them off, too Like, they are they were born to not be in WWE, if that makes any sense No, it makes perfect sense Because um, they're just so different from But, like, guys like Omega and Lethal And, and uh, even Dalton Castle, I think, could do well WWE. Yeah. Uh, I, I listed Cody because he's so hot now, but I think that he's found his niche. Um, so I think he's worthy of mentioning in terms of 
maybe someday coming back if, if AEW doesn't hang in there. Um, and just because I saw matches with both of these guys in New Japan, Okada or Naito, um, you know... The, God, so fucking smooth. Right. So good. Right. Holy and I, shit. I don't want to... Um, like, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I don't want to overload the roster with Japanese guys. Um, There's no way you can make that sound right. <laughs> right. Give it a shot. I mean, That's John's great. not here, so you'll be good. But. Right, but just like... Like a promos. Yeah, and they're... The style tends to be the same, right? Um, yeah, you've so, already got Nakamura. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. Nice. So in that... In that I have one honorable mention, then. Okay. Put Owen Hart in the goddamn yeah, Hall of Fame. Right. Absolutely. Enough is enough. Right. And demolition. Enough is enough. Right. Demolition. There's my honorable mention. Yeah. Come up with a hundred grand and start a GoFundMe. Like they said on Sean Mooney's podcast, they want a hundred grand to go in the Hall of Fame. I'd, really? I'd give him, I'd give him 50 bucks. Yeah. I'd throw into that. Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I know that they had some fallout with them with the whole lawsuit. We could, I mean, we could spend four hours talking about how the mm-hmm. lawsuit's just frivolous. Right. If you're if you're really concerned, and I, I've, I've been consistent with this statement, and I sound like a Vince Homer, but if you're real, God bless you in America. Um, if you, I say that all the time. Um, if you're really concerned about your well-being and you feel like you've been wronged for this life that you've profession you've chosen to get into, by the way. Um, why aren't they filing lawsuits against Ted Turner, Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman, Todd Gordon? Mm-hmm. Because the money's not there. I understand that. But, like, if it's really you've been wronged in your life and you want, you know, you feel you deserve some financial compensation, Vince isn't the only guy that put you in matches. Like, when you look at the list of that, like, the most recent lawsuit that got dismissed, right. some of the guys never even worked for WWE. Right. And, right. But they're suing Vince because of the concussions <laughs> that they, like the only they suffered. Right. It's like, I feel bad for them, and, like, obviously they didn't know the dangers when they got in, just like a lot of the guys in the NFL that are having serious right. problems, and I feel bad for them, um, especially for the ones that didn't save their money, I guess. But, like... Yeah. Vince isn't the only guy like Vince didn't make A didn't make you wrestle and B like he's not the only guy you worked for yeah and he's not a doctor either by the way I mean you'd have to prove willful negligence right, right. Like, it's like when whenever like Nancy that twat Nancy Grace plays her list of wrestlers who died young and she's like and it's all cause of Vince McMahon and then they put people on the, the fucking list like Jerry the Wall, who never worked for the WWE. Right, right. Or Bobby Duncan Jr., God rest his soul, he never even worked for Vince. Right. But So how's that his fault? I just haven't heard the word twat in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost called her the other word. That's four letters and ends in T. Is she still on TV? I don't know. I hate her guts. Yeah. <sighs> but before I get even more heated about that, we should probably... End the show. Um, but I do have an. You have an episode thirty for us. I do. All right. What are we going to do uh, for episode? 30? You know, as I talked about Scarlett Bordeaux, the, the smoke show, who will not be hot shamed in Killer Cross. No hot shaming on the show. No hot shaming. I will believe me. I'm the last to hot shame. 
Um, <laughs> oh, hot praise, actually. Um, and it's spring, and love is in the air, and birds are twerping, and grass is growing. Do birds twerp? <laughs> I like it. Let's go with it. How about... Do you log on to Twerper? <laughs> Follow me on Twerper. <laughs> How about the top ten couples in professional wrestling? I, I mean, I don't want to jump on you, but isn't weren't we saving that for this time next year? Oh, you're right. On wedding weekend? You're right. God damn it, Strum! Now do it. That we talk now about. you gotta do it. No, no, no. It's We're doing there. it. It's actually a year from now. A it? year from this weekend, so we're going right. to be Facebook living the top ten couples in professional wrestling in honor of the uh, Strem and Steph's nuptials. Right. So you're right. I, I completely forgot about that. So I'll throw it out to our new fans. Do you have a list you want us to cover? Or should we, we could even cover a list again at this point. You know? So actually, so because of that, Considering the timeline, you know, we record every two weeks. I've got one in my back pocket. Like I said last week, I always have a plan B. Yep. Two weeks from now will be the 20th anniversary of the tragic passing mm. of Owen James Hart. So I think, uh, much like we did a top That's 10 right. Kurt Angle stuff moments, um, top 10, it's going to be a little, you know, it's going to be a hard one to get through because yep. you know how much I love Owen, but top 10 Owen Hart yep. moments, matches. Promos, you know, we're gonna, we're all gonna be saying "kicked your leg out of your leg" a couple right. of times. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the top ten memories you have of Owen Hart, I think, is a fun one. You know, we'll do our best not to be crass. You know, talking about a serious subject, and um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll honor Owen James Hart the best the best way yes. we can. I like um, it because I like the Kurt Angle um, episode. Yeah, that so one was a lot of fun. It was fun to do. I don't know what the hardcore halftime will be. That's going to be your yep. your uh, task. Yeah. I will work on 10 fun facts about Owen Hart, and uh, it'll be Owen Hart-related trivia. Oh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> wow. Maybe maybe I'll do Hart family trivia to give you a fighting chance. Yeah. Because though if one if there's one thing you and Brian have in common more than anything... Yeah. It's uh, what side you sit on the Brett versus Sean debates. <laughs> Because Brian's a good man. He put together a good list. He's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Brian again for coming up with this great topic and finally being able to join us on the show. Um, we hope to have you again sometime soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. And with that, uh, thank you all for listening. You know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, 10 Count Wrestle, because Twitter sucks and they made the character limit too short on my username. And uh, if you have ideas or feedback, 10CountWrestling at gmail.com. Until next time, we'll see you later, you bastards.